Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, March the 29th, 2018, and by God, we have finally gotten what almost amounts to a spring day here in Halifax for a couple of days, and it felt good. It felt good. I went for a walk, guys. I actually left my house, put shoes on, went for a walk in the woods, smelled the spring air, and and I as I said as I said in my tweet, I, I tweeted this out. I don't know if you saw this, Jeff. It was I thought. Look, I thought I was being clever, but there was only like ten likes on it. I was like, fuck. I was hoping it was gonna blow up. No, well, it didn't blow up. I said, you know, it's you know, it's the first real day of spring in Halifax, when. <laughs> when the garbage flows freely with the spring winds after it was once encased in ice and every Asian student is at the rubber ducky car wash cleaning their $80,000 BMW so that the plebeians can see the reflection. That's when yeah. you know it's the first real day. Hey, I wasn't even at the the car wash today. I was there. I was there yesterday, though. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, but you're not. Really you're not. You're not the Asian student, though. You're not in that demo. They're out there first oh. day. Uh, first day. Hell, really I see. To ask where's Jeff in that? <laughs> I I see I see some of those guys out there in the middle of winter at the rubber ducky, trying to get their car clean, and then they drive like three and a half inches out of the lot salt. and salt everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you just really not... want to protect your car? You dip it, <laughs> and then you take it off. Oh, they do that too. The they do that too. That's, that's like a, that's like a really that's a really common thing for. Uh, however, that's that's how you tend to tell the difference between the truly rich Asian students, and then the Asian students that that just have like above average income parents uh, who are trying to uh, who are trying to look a little extra special because they've got they've got like uh, it's not like a. A, a seven series BMW. Most or, of them are very rich. Yeah, I know a couple of them. It's more like a, a. It's more like a, a Nissan three seventy with like a with like a fucking uh, like just dip, just a matte black dip. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah they yeah they they have several dollars. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another technical alpha podcast, gentlemen. How are you doing? Panic. Uh, your camera is looking extra good today. Yeah, man, I uh, I got everything started to boot up for the podcast. Uh, camera wasn't turning on. Tried plugging it into a few ports, and it was like, nah, bro, not today. We're done today. <laughs> yeah, so you'll see you'll see at the bottom, for those of you who can watch this on YouTube, at the bottom of, of where Jeff's camera is now, you can see a little miniature me, a very small me, and then a static image of Panic sitting on a couch from 1964. Hey, man, that wasn't that long ago. That's like 50 pounds ago, okay? <laughs> that's Hilariously enough, that picture's only from like four years ago. Yeah, but that's still four years ago, bro. That's like yeah. that's like me on Facebook, where I haven't changed my Facebook profile picture since like I was 18. Bro, who even uses Skype anymore, all right? Cut me some slack. Unfortunately, we do. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like sounds like a we problem. But, you know. It's just such a, so unfortunate that we still have to use it, but we do. Uh, yeah, but Mr. Black, how you doing today? I'm all right. Yeah. Same old same. Yeah. Living yeah. the dream. Congratulations on having only lost another 18 hours of your life to RuneScape. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> been playing been playing lots of RuneScape. I'm trying to get this this quest cape almost there now. Two quests left. And then I will be officially done. It'll That's feel, awesome. feel good. 
I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I went into that chat the other day to watch. It was like, all right, this is the big one. I might as well show up for this one. So I show up and I spent like three seconds in that chat and I was like, what the fuck? No. I don't want to no. knock RuneScape people, but... I do. They're assholes. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just want to... Let me, let me get the thought out. I, it's mind-numbing enough to, like, watch someone play it. Not just Jeff. Like, our game is just dull for me, and I, oh, that's fine if people like it. But how, how do, like... What happens in chat for this that gets everyone so frothy? Well, it's just... It's a, or it's moist. A, it's, it's a purist game, right? So it's... it You got to... What I've learned is is the the RuneScape community. It, it's actually a great community. It really is. They're they're a very tight niche, um, very loyal uh, community. And when I first went in there, um, they you showed know, you a lot of love. Oh, they showed me mad love. And it wasn't until <laughs> I literally took a four day break, four days. I counted it. Four days, sixteen hundred hours of RuneScape. Six months broke every you know crazy thing that you can possibly do in RuneScape. Did the unthinkable, took four days. I don't even know what I played. I think I played StarCraft for four days, or I did something. I think this was like right around the time we started doing these tournaments. And I did one, and it took, took a few days. It just needed a mental break. And that was when it just did a 180. That was Yo, when dude, I was like the RuneScape? savior into the devil. Where it was like he's he's selling out to play some bullshit StarCraft game for the money, and he came in and he took our money and then he left, and they got like super. It was it was crazy. So anyway, um, ever since then, and even when I came back and I was playing again for a whole bunch, I I, I didn't feel the same way because I knew in my mind, I didn't want to say it, but I knew like there's there's no way in fuck I'm gonna play this game forever. Like there's no. There's no way in fuck I'm going to play RuneScape until I retire gaming. Like what, no one's going to play you know, a single the game thing, forever. Well, well, it's but just not feasible. well, unless you're RuneScape, unless you're a RuneScape right? player, yeah, then that, you that's, are. That's, that's exactly that's the what you thing. Do. Like you don't yeah. you don't want to admit that because yeah. you're you're they're automatically going to you know click out and fucking hate on you and uh, say everything because the problem is with with, with RuneScape is they have grown up on the game. A lot of them are still playing it religiously. Um, they don't give any other game a try. They're max efficiency where they don't, there is no girlfriends, you know, there's, there is no free time. There's none of this. I mean, some, obviously some people do, but I'm just saying in general, everything is looked at as, you know, inefficiency and a waste and in the game or you're not, and they're just purists. So you have to play a certain way. You have to be efficient. They don't understand what fun is and everything has to be done in the, the most efficient way possible which means if you're not doing it that way they're going to tell you about it if you take any time off there's something wrong they always want to know like what's next like what are you doing next it's like man i'm 400 hours away from accomplishing this goal and they want to know what you're going to do three <laughs> things from that it's 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 a non-stop it's a psychological thing and i've learned that and and yeah it's very frustrating and i've lashed out a few times about it but then i also got to understand that it's it's almost like um, you know, the way somebody's brought up and then it's the only thing they know. So you can't, you can't get 
angry at them this, this because is like they don't an analogy understand for, for racist children i was gonna it's say like- that but i didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't want to say you know if you're born a racist i i would say more like this because it's really not that because you can be taught to be not racist right um the the i, I would say i would say it's more of a religious thing somebody's brought That's up in religion because thing. no 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 it's not i think it's different you're it, it's you know, you're, you're taught you're a mentality up. one way or another. It's the same fucking thing. Okay, you just don't want to say racist. Okay. I just don't want to say, I just don't want to say racist. Okay. I don't want to say racist because they're not racist, obviously. <laughs> no, but they're probably but, also not super religious either. So no, it's just, well, the, the, the runescape is a religion, right? So they treat it like a religion. And, and if any, I think this is the best analogy possible, but if you're brought up, if you're brought up believing in it's a bit you know, cultish. Jesus or, uh, you know, if you're Buddhist or whatever the hell you're thinking. Is, you're gonna b- only believe that, and then when somebody comes along and says, "Well, no, that's not that's that's not the way it is," or or you should try other things, you're going, "Whoa, you know, what is this? What is this other thing? Like that's the devil? Like that's a sin? You know, you know, we're not we're not we're not touching that with a ten foot pole, and that's just so the way like it is." And black black people can swim. Yeah, that's pretty much what? it, right? <laughs> Asians can drive. What? What? You know, so it's 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 sort of that, and that's the mentality of a of escaper and it's it's a love hate thing and i get it like i i don't i don't i don't take any i don't take it to heart um because i realize that that's just how they're conditioned the only thing they know they don't play any other games it's very rare that they do they don't want to they don't even want to think about it um you know and then there's there's i would say about 15 percent where they get it they get it they're like yeah man you need a break like everybody goes through this like you need it you need it. they don't and they don't care they're go and cool do something fuck. else and then you come but, back the vast majority, it's like you're in or you're out, bud. There is no, there is no in and out. It's it's you're in or you're out, and that's uh, that's the part that I just can't handle because they're delusional if they actually think that I'm gonna fucking play this game until the end of time without playing any other games. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's nothing it's like, to do with money. It's nothing to do with anything. It just you know what it reminded no. me of is it reminded <laughs> me of like a a a, a hyper. Uh, like a, an even while well, uh, uh, an even more acutely cultish community than StarCraft. <clears throat> so, like in StarCraft, we you know you'd get all the oh, time the sellout thing, right, or whatever. Like yeah, the moment worse. you did anything that wasn't StarCraft for like four yeah. and a half seconds, it was a sellout maneuver. Um, yeah. But it was, so it, it reminded me of that, but like a thousand times well worse. they're so like runescape that they're so self-absorbed with themselves that they actually I, I mean this happens all the time where they actually believe that my career was made from runescape like they actually believe that like um, you didn't bother to take, take like the five seconds to figure out no, what happened like, before you know, runescape you could just, just google my name and you could see like the history you how know, much runescape is attached to your name uh, like at that point if they had searched it it would have been not very much well, it, it's 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 crazy. Like it's it's they actually just think that it's just all revolved around one thing. And it's like as soon as I played StarCraft, it's like well, you're you're going for the money. It's like, dude. And they actually think like, and because I I was did so financially well while I was playing RuneScape, they think that um I, they I was you. they they owned me. But I, but 
you know, RuneScape out of all the games that I've played is the the game that I made the least amount of money playing. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know, but they don't get that right. They're like, oh, you got a ton of donations. Like, dude, I always get a ton of donations. It has nothing to do with RuneScape, right? You know, obviously there's people in RuneScape that contributed to to the success or the you know subscriptions or a donation or or whatever. Absolutely, and it's appreciated. But don't think for a second that this wasn't that that I just kind of stumbled upon this game and and, and this was it. This was six months out of at the time a six-year career it's like you know this is this is one one step uh, of many different things that i have done but they don't you know <laughs> this is what it is but you know what i i, I still still love the community i think they're great and um you know you kind of have to pretend a little bit with them you kind of have to pretend um to, this just to, sounds like you're dealing with like a child that is well, like brainwashed well it's, it's childish like, well it's, it's crazy. childish mentality but it yeah. but the thing is 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 they don't a lot of them they it, it's not and i don't say childish in a bad way it's not like they're they're maliciously being this way because they want to be mean it's just all they know so it's 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 kind of like I say, I like a religious ad, thing. They're fucking where, ad, where most of them are adults, mean, though. Like the people playing RuneScape, there aren't like a whole hell of a lot of thirteen-year-old kids yeah, playing but RuneScape. I mean, yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's 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 one of those game. It's one of those games where it's it's an MMO. I mean, it's like World of Warcraft, right? That it, community isn't like that at all, though. No, they're, they're, they're not, not. Even But close. I think, but I think also <laughs> with with World of Warcraft, it, it's one of those things where people have. Uh, They've taken breaks many, many times. Like they come in, they come out, they come in, they come out. I, it's I like RuneScape. It. It's like if you you don't leave, motherfucker. It's like Scientology, right? When you're in there, <laughs> that's the show, bitch, or you're getting lynched. So you know, deal with it. <laughs> There's no getting out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh um, my goodness. It is what it is. I, I I'm. It, but you know what? The la- <laughs> I've been playing it now for three days. I've been three days back, mm. and I'm having fun. You know, I've I've definitely had some outbursts, but I'm I'm having fun nonetheless, and. I'll probably continue to have fun, and then when I get the quest cape, we'll see what happens. But mm. um, chances are, I'm going to get it and be like, uh, "That was fun." Next. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I need to go sell out now in front of uh, 150 people playing Fortnite. So, yeah. Jeff, real talk. What's next? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good, no probably idea. Fortnite. Uh, actually, I would imagine. Uh, I'm, Overwatch I'm Fortnite is a, a lot. Overwatch is a poor choice for viewer count for literally anyone. Um, Overwatch is a poor choice for your mental mindset and like sanity. It's a fun game, I, but it's hard to stream and grind. Well, I mean, I, well, I'm going to say that any team competitive game is hard mentally to stream and grind. Flat out. I haven't played a team competitive game that hasn't been mm. uh, a detriment to my sanity in some mm. way, shape, or form. Strip me of my soul on some level. Um, I think that's just the nature of... of that space is just kind of the way it is. But there's there's something about Overwatch that they still haven't figured out yet, whereby it, it might be relatively fun to play when all the cogs are working in, in the right way and the team's working together and, you, you know, you have a good time, which is like any competitive team game. But from a viewership's uh, perspective or like a viewer's perspective, it just, for the majority of people, it seems to be boring as fuck. Like nobody mm-hmm. wants to watch a so like like a from a from a singular person's perspective. Overwatch League does well, but that's a a totally different. It's yeah. it's a different it's a spectator sport. It's than a spe- else. at that point. It's yeah, from a spectator's view, it's a it's a it's an event. It's different than just watching somebody grind out Overwatch. Uh, and uh, yeah, just 
it's a hurt, it's a hurt situation. Yeah, we no, talked about when that you're before. Watching, when you're watching Overwatch League, you know, you have the casters, the production, you know, the team, all this other stuff, as opposed to single streamer, single view, single gameplay. Yeah. Very different experience. Yeah, and it's just kind of hard to watch, like, especially if the... Uh, first person is just hard in general. Yeah, it's hectic as hell. I mean, when I'm playing it first person, I don't know how you feel about this, Jeff. When I'm playing this in first person, or you panic, I guess you play a lot of Overwatch too. Um, even when I'm playing it, the game is so hectic that there's about 40 to 50% of the time, I'm not even 100% sure what the fuck I just did and if it was exactly what I meant to do. <laughs> like, there's just so much stuff happening. Especially when there's a bunch of alts happening at once, and there's just people flying all over the screen because you get a junk rat booping people and a fucking pharaoh booping people, and there are just allies and enemies fucking running all over the place, and you're just trying to, like, figure out what the hell it is you're trying to do... It's so hectic, and then to watch that and be separated mechanically from that and try to absorb what the fuck you're watching is like a... Like, it might be just me getting old, but I'm actually like moving away from a lot of like the frenetic, crazy games. Like I've just found myself being like, I'll play some Heroes of the Storm. I've like start, I picked up like Stellaris and a lot of like the bigger grand strategy games that are like slower paced, more methodical, where you don't have to have like all this stuff going on on your screen. I'm like, I come home from work. I'm like, I'm tired, man. I don't want to run around chaotically shooting things. I want to do that. You know, if I want my shooters and stuff, I'll go play like an actual story shooter Wait, or something. You, yeah, you definitely need a certain like energy yeah. level to tackle that kind of game. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you it's, know. It, it gets exhausting. Yeah, because it, it does take energy to do it because it's a. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't classify Overwatch as a Twitch shooter, but it is awfully, like you it's said, frenetic. Shooter. It is definitely a speedier uh, shooter. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that's. Uh, I don't know what you're going to grind next, but uh, I'm sure you'll find something. Probably Fortnite. I would imagine Fortnite <laughs> ends know. up being it. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I could grind Fortnite honestly, and and Fortnite I th- I feel like is. It's sort of a dead end because it is so mm-hmm. saturated. Um, I, I think Fortnite will be a great game that I'll that I'll play just about every evening for a few hours. I yeah, think yeah. It's, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I can I can see it happening. I would love if there was a viewership and like just a uh something for uh, Heroes of the Storm. I mm-hmm. could play that game full time. Mm-hmm. I really could. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot more this recently. Like, yeah, I, I've been playing I come it a home bit too. and I play like, yeah. I'll come home and I'll be like, you know what? Let me just hop in for two games of Heroes of the Storm and then I'll go about and do whatever. Mm-hmm. I never had like a MOBA or anything do that to me, but I'm like, it, even there's a competitive aspect to it, but it's also got, it can be surprisingly chill at yeah. times. Yeah, it's, uh, I do enjoy it a great deal. It just, there's just no future in in Heroes of the Storm. It there isn't unless you're you know the there there's maybe like three people that are doing well with Heroes and then that's they that's have their the core community which has like they have the people who can go full time and they're fine on Heroes but yeah. it's not like a unless something big happens it's not going to be like a growth area for new streamers coming in yeah yeah. And so it's just sort of the same deal with Overwatch. Like Overwatch mm-hmm. suffers from the same thing where it's just like, you know what, if there's a big tournament, people are going to watch. And then everybody else is like, there's a few, but then there's no, the, the eyes that are watching those games, what little community they have, they're already, they've already in love with somebody, right? They're, they're already watching somebody. And so it's really tough to, for any type of new streamer to go in. But for me, it's honestly it's all probably going to boil right back to StarCraft. I just, that it's the game, it's the game that I'm good at, that I enjoy, that I still have lots to learn in Legacy. I've never hit Grandmasters in, in Legacy of the Void. 
So, you know, there's always, there's always StarCraft. And for some reason, it doesn't matter. I can, I can just play StarCraft. It doesn't, it's, it's weird. That game is weird for me. Like I can play <laughs> it and I, it, I get mad. Like I'll go, I'll go on tilt and I'll get mad at it for a day or two, but I can just grind it. And it's just, it's like second nature. Um, it's like a game I just don't get upset about. And it's, it's just one of those things, but who knows? I do love Fortnite though. Fortnite's so much fun, man. But Ninja just ruins it for everybody. Well, I don't like. Uh, here's I. I kind of view Fortnite and Overwatch in similar in a similar aspect from a from a viewing perspective, where they both come across to me as games that, um, that people just want people want to see somebody be extraordinary at it if they're going to watch somebody play it yeah, by themselves. Of Yep, um, of you know, there are, there are, there are games that are in the competitive space where people care far less about that aspect as long as, uh, as long as like fun moments kind of happen or whatever. And you would think Fortnite would be kind of conducive to that because so much crazy stuff can happen in Fortnite. But the thing about that is that uh, you tend to have to be pretty good at it to make that shit happen in the first place. You know what I mean? So like, especially when you have people like, uh, like Ninja one-upping everyone else all the time, where you're seeing all these people do these crazy things like the these these fortresses to the sky or the how can I, uh, with a partner, jump on a rocket, fly halfway across the map, jump off the rocket, do like a fucking 1080, one shot, no scope, a motherfucker to end the game. Like, <laughs> you, you know, there's only so much up that you can go from there. Um, and uh, it just always kind of seemed like, even early on when Fortnite first started, it didn't seem like a game that... Uh, had a lot of traction for anyone who wasn't already really damn good at the game um, for whatever reason. And I, I've never I've never figured out the formula for that because there are other games that also occupy that space. Like uh, Overwatch is definitely one. CSGO is another one. Uh, but that one's obviously the most obvious. That's like one of the oldest games. So the people that tend to want to watch that are people that are like looking for a really good player it, it, for lack of a it's kind of a clusterfuck at this point you can try to project what's going to be next or what you know what games to go into there isn't really the, one coming yeah. right now we're we're, yeah, we're, 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 like, we're just in the Fortnite era right now and we and, and that's already no idea what's going to be next like yeah. what fad or what game genre, i don't even want to call it a fad like what game genre what's going to be something that's going to capture someone's like freaking mind and then twitch is just going to explode with it it's hard to tell it's, it's like going to be more it. battle royales. <laughs> That's it. Like that, we're going to just see more. We, of we say royale. that At least for until, until uh, we, we say that until the next game comes along. It's not a battle royale. Well, yeah, but that's what we're but in I right mean, now. That yeah, is I mean, like we're, we're still we're still like at least we're still we're, 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 we're still pitch. doing we're still doing this this yeah. upward tick right and and uh, you know PUBG started it then Fortnite continued it on and it's carrying it up and we're going to find out wherever the hell the top of the that top peak is, is. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, it's unlikely, obviously that a third party is going to come in and continue it from Fortnite. I think no. we're going to have, it's going to be, where does Fortnite top out? So like the MOBAs have kind of peaked and are on their downturn <clears throat> and the battle oh, royals yeah, have taken over. MOBAs have been on oh, a yeah. downturn, but oh, the, no, no, but, I know. I'm just like, this is a trend. So we're, yes. we're saying battle royals are going up and yes. then just, just calling the battle royale down tick in a couple of years. I'm, I'm going to put it at maybe a year and a half, but whatever. Uh, it, well, it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard to tell. I and mean, we, we can yeah. take a fucking guess at it. I would, I would, yeah. I mean, there's always the chance. Here's, here's what I, my thoughts were on. And I saw a big list of, um, 
stats for Fortnite on YouTube and Twitch and stuff. Uh, one of the sites posted up because it's been blowing everywhere up. Just it's just been over the moon everywhere, right? Uh, and uh, a thought came to my mind, and this can sometimes happen. This can sometimes happen anywhere. Is that what if this is what if this burns out quick? Because it's so hot. You know, in life, this can happen anywhere. If shit, sometimes shit can be so hot, red hot, and the whole world is just fucking in on that shit. And it just blows up to this massive size. uh, But then it can quickly collapse in on itself. Um, That's what I'm interested in, in how well this genre, not just Fortnite, but the genre can hold this, this bubble that's been built up in, in like, if we're honest, a year. It's like one year has passed, and that's and this is where we're at, and we're we've had this trend where Fortnite has now uh, basically taken over both Twitch and YouTube, uh, and the minds of every child over the age of four. Uh, it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. So maybe maybe that happens, or we get a, a a longer tail thing that trails off until the next fad comes up, and then the question becomes. What the hell is going to come after Battle Royale? Because Battle Royale was kind of a sleeper, right? It was a genre that was around oh. for a while, but then it just well, it's been it around clicked. Since like 2013 or 14. Like, yeah, and then it yeah. just clicked. Uh, Pub, Dude, PUBG kind of carried is, it. Fortnite Mobile made $72 million in in app purchases in the first fucking day. God bless China. First freaking day. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking that company is saying to themselves right now is God I can bless tell you right China. Now, Fortnite is not going anywhere anytime, anytime soon. soon. It's it's probably it's gonna be going a to it'll probably be here and on top. I'm going to say at least another two years. But I mean, <laughs> Fortnite, I think, is here to stay. It's going to be on the like the top 10 list. We're going to see probably for a very, very long time. Just like League and Dota are they're just going to be there near the top, but they're not going to be the top anymore. So I think Fortnite's got maybe a year, year and a half, and then something else is going to come in. Here's a really but. cool question that I started thinking about here. It's kind of related to this. I haven't even hit the topic list yet, but I just don't care. We're kind of of into it. We're kind of there. We're we're touching on it, so that's fine. Uh, But, uh, you know, we're seeing, with Twitch anyway, and YouTube's going to, you know, fiddle with it a bit, I'm sure, as well. But with the extensions and and all of these tie-ins to these games that we're seeing now in the streaming world... With games, and you know, we're getting rewards for watching and participating um, in communities that are that are playing certain games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some some games are directly connected with with Twitch in ways where the chat can get involved directly with the gameplay itself and modify Vermin what's happening. Tied. Holy yeah. shit! They so, clicked right in on that. So here's a question: Where's where's the end game for that? How far does that trickle in? Because what happens if like, what happens when developers? Okay, so here's where I think this. this is, I'll, I'll frame it this way: This is where I, I I could see it going. If developers know or have the game know when it's being streamed, which is not a particularly difficult thing for it to do, especially. Uh, the only way that it would be hard would be, let's say, if somebody was using a capture card to two PC stream or something in a, in a PC environment, for example. But there are ways to, to figure that out. What happens when developers start uh, having flags for that in the game that make things happen more regularly to make the game appear 
even more epic than it would be normally because they know it's being watched by a group of people as somebody is streaming the game. <laughs> Can what? you rephrase that? Okay, so what okay, so we know that developers are obviously utilizing like streaming. streamer favoritism? That's what you're saying? Yes, but yes, but it's not like there's somebody in a in a server room watching the stream and pressing a button to make something happen in the game. But what I'm saying is what happens uh, when because we know that developers are already savvy to the fact that that streams sell games like nobody's so, fucking business, right? Uh, yeah. Or they conversely they can fuck them in the in the ass because their game is shit. It's a, a double edged sword. Exactly. It can either carry you or it can ruin your life. So what happens when they have the game uh, coded to understand when it's being streamed? And then there are modifiers to the game. Like for example, let's say it was Sea of Thieves. Okay, to make an easier example. And you know that there's the Kraken is in the Sea of the Thieves, which is a relatively uncommon oh, you're talking about encounter. messing with the outcomes in yes, order to make it look more to exciting. make it look more exciting because the game knows it's being streamed, and for the developer, the more exciting the game is for those who are streaming it, and 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 by proxy those watching it, the better chance it is at being a positive experience for a sale than a negative experience. Which Sea of Thieves could desperately use again for this analogy because right now while it's been selling really well it looks like it's going to be one of those games that might sell really well in the short term but then struggle in the long term because of a lack of uh of of, of content and streamers have started I to, to latch on to that as well and talk about it social media wise so i suspect you're and this is not a knock on you <clears> at all <throat> i think you're just reading a little bit too much into that kind of engagement model because it's a little bit too much effort to just detect when you're streaming and make it more exciting as opposed to just having just that excitement level exciting. yeah just have it <laughs> at that level to begin with but i get where you're coming from like um so but is it but is, is it that much effort though? I mean, there's no real because I'm not I'm not a it. fucking I'm not a fucking programmer, right? I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, However, depends, if you asked me if you asked me three years ago yeah. if people were going to be able to directly interact with me through Twitch fucking chat to change things in a video game, I'd tell you were out of your fucking mind. Because why the fuck the thing, would they do that and how so would they do it? Part so, of part of it's coming into a whole thing now is developers have realized. It's not like streaming and interacting that's the huge or huge part. It's engagement with the audience on like a persistent basis. Like the game itself, people can play it and buy it, and that's important. But they need to keep the game in people's minds so that either more people buy it or more people see it. Well, I mean, so that's that like old, that's, that's just old school marketing yeah, mind but share. Now they're shit. finding, yeah, but now they're trying to, now they found a way to actually do it with with the games so like vermintide is a prime example of this mm -hmm. and it's actually a really smart way to incorporate it um pretty much left for any left for dead style game where you've got hordes co-op whatever you're running through and you have a game director which kind of randomizes and determine what's gonna come mm -hmm. vermintide pretty much said yo dog instead of having the director if you integrate with your twitch stream and you're streaming we'll just put the director choices up on the screen and your Twitch chat will choose what happens to you. And that's the show. And now Twitch chat, it's, it's part of the reason why Vermintide is so popular and you, you see it on streams all over, all over because it gives a way for the chat to interact. And, you know, for a game that's actually indie, it doesn't have a publisher. Um, they're doing pretty well. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that 
in games going forward. I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing. I think we're going to see some ridiculous implementations of it, but I think something like that's going to become a lot more prevalent. We might even see ridiculous battle Royale stuff with that sort of crap in there. So it could be interesting, but at the same time, developers are going to do whatever they can to keep eyes on their product. It just, yeah, it's just when I thought about it, you know, the stuff that we've seen happen on Twitch, it just, it just seemed to me like something that wasn't, it sounds crazy, but isn't completely far-fetched. I mean, for God's sake, we had a couple, we had, this was years ago now, I don't, I don't like to admit that it's years ago, because then I think about how long we've been around doing this shit, but Twitch Plays Pokemon was a thing that blew everyone's fucking mind. That was kind of a starter point for this kind of engagement model. Right, like how, like I, I know personally, I was, I was mind fucked. I, I like, I watched it. I had it on my I was second like, why screen. Why would someone write this constantly. to begin with? And then when I was like, why would someone write this? This seems like the most point. And then I'm like, I'm more impressed that Twitch is somehow making progress. Like as as a as a as an entity hive mind, Twitch is actually making progress in this game. Yeah. But it's just, you know, you know, it's 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 that kind of stuff where I've now and that kind of engagement. I can't I can't advertise and shit salivating. Yeah, sure. Exactly. So like I, I, I yeah, I just thought that, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's like a natural progression to that shit because I wouldn't if people are already making games specifically for streamers to play like they used like they, you know, or that with that streamers in mind kind of like they did with PewDiePie on YouTube, where it was like people were literally just making games for PewDiePie to play on small budgets, and then they'd sell, like, a million copies and make stupid yeah. money, because The next, the next sort of thing you're probably going to see, especially with this whole Twitch engagement model and this sort of thing, especially where you have games like Fortnite, where you have tons of people with eyes on it, I think you're going to start seeing developers actually going... Remember a while back, EA started doing that thing with product placement in-game? What, I you mean, gonna, you mean play Need for Speed and see billboard ads for Old Spice? Yeah, I think you're going to start seeing <laughs> shit like that in games like Fortnite, where you're going to have like areas and cities and battle royale where you're dropping down. There's going to be ads, billboards. I don't ads think you're going to see that. You know why? Because because EA already got fucking shit on for doing it for years until nobody <laughs> else did it. People, people, uh, dude, people backlashed on Minecraft for being able to feed chickens cookies to the point where they took it out. If you think you're going to allow ads to start popping up in billboards in Fortnite on mass, I think that might be a bit of a a bit I, I of a stretch. I saying that a bit of a stretch. I would be I would be impressed, honestly, uh, because it's especially with Fortnite. It's a younger generation game, and the 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 younger the generation gets, the less they like advertisement. They just don't want like it, I mean think about how much they I mean want it we now. we ushered Instant we gratification. We, well it's not even that it has nothing to do with gratification they just don't want to fucking have ads bombard them 24 hours a day I mean mm. we ushered in the era of of ad blocker for god's sake and now you got kids that are like growing up on on as few ads as humanly possible as my, soon as they learn it's a possibility on the phone with YouTube knows instinctively to press the skip ad button she'll keep tapping it until yeah, it comes up Exactly like you, you've you've got people bred to not want to watch advertisements, yeah. so I doubt that's actually going to take much of a foothold. Well, that's why that's why they're going to try to find ways to integrate it into the gameplay. They don't want to watch a direct ad, but having just some passive ads sitting there. Look, Red Bull fucked up when when <laughs> they didn't hop on that PUBG train and just let them oh, use God. that 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 Red Bull 
colored can. Because yeah. everyone, you know, I'd thought it. I don't even drink Red Bull. I saw I that energy like, drink. Oh, that's Red Bull can. I was like, that's a Red Bull can. And I think everyone else probably thought the same thing. Well, that's yeah. well, that's why they didn't that's bother why, doing it. Is because everybody thought yeah. of Red Bull anyway. Yeah, so there's exactly. No point in paying PUBG. Yeah. Shit, tons of money to have Red Bull. In yeah, but game. then they changed. And then PUBG was like, "Wait a minute, we gotta change it now." We <laughs> fucked up. Well, because PUBG probably tried to get money from them. They're probably, probably like, "Why don't probably. we just make this? Why don't we just probably, you know, make this uh, the official energy drink of of PUBG?" And Red Bull was probably like, "Uh, no." <laughs> yeah, I would agree. No. I would agree with this assessment. The only advertisement that's going to work for for most of the people doing this shit is whatever Ninja puts on his fucking Twitter feed. Uh, that's that's about <laughs> that's about uh, Mr. Miyagi is in chat. The the, yeah, I mean it's like it's like Doc does it with with his stuff too. He just flat out he doesn't. It's not even like an integrated ad where it's something he's using. It's literally he might as well be retweeting corporates uh, like Twitter uh, account devour food it's, things. It's just no, it's not even that. I can't remember what it was for. Um, the last food. one I saw there was like a food yeah, one. The devour it's the TV dinner things. Um, like the devour no, mac and cheese. No, but not a video. I meant just in his Twitter feed. This was just like uh, yesterday I saw this, and it wasn't his devour thing. I've seen I've I've seen that shit, but what, it was something else. Can't remember what it was though. But yeah, it, it's just you know that's that. Yeah, I can that because influencers are where advertisers tend to go in this space more than trying to put an actual ad in a game or on a screen during a video feed or something like that uh, because it just doesn't seem to be nearly as effective. I mean, uh, it, and for good reason. You know, people just don't want to have that shit put in their face um, all the time. Unless, unless you are as good as Old Spice at creating advertisements for every ad you do, nobody wants to see your shit. Nobody wants to see you, you know have like a completely unrelated series Speaking of images. Of Old Spice, Terry oh. Crews just uh uh Oh he's liked in my what tweet. Oh did he what? What game what 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 tweet was that? What tweet was that? He just, he just liked my tweet like ten minutes ago. Fuck what? you. So there was um there was uh like I follow him on uh Terry Crews on Twitter mm. and there was a reporter that one sec I'm trying to find it here. Uh, let me see your tweets and replies. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's a reporter that tweeted out at Terry Crews and it was, it was basically here. I'll put the tweet here in the chat. So if you click on that, um, so basically he said, you know, spoke at the UCA last night and the price tag was 50 grand. Like somebody got a hold of the contract and um, saw that, you know, he got paid $50,000 to do his, his appearance. That was his appearance fee. And mm-hmm. do his speech. That's a pretty standard appearance fee, actually. Yeah. For, for Yeah. Oh, no. There, I've seen a lot more than $50,000. Yeah. But yeah, 50000 is usually bigger names right around. And like politicians, like 75, 80, 90, 200, depending yeah. on the yeah. So, yeah. um, so anyway, I tweeted out to this guy. I said, seems like a lot of money to a broke reporter bitching about other success. Great tweet. Hashtag more and hashtag jealousy. And uh, then Terry, Terry Crews liked uh, my tweet. Get it. Let's go. Get it. Let's go. I like how you capitalize jealousy there. This is very nice. Yeah, I want to make sure he saw em- it. Emphasis. Yeah. Emphasis. Emphasis on the jealousy. Well, that's all it is, right? The guy's sitting there crying that somebody else made 50K. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's, he's just some broke bum reporter, like wearing a, a Fox dollar. Yeah. Oh, wearing a $150 God. suit. Oh, Fucking God. Bum. Yeah. Anyway. I, I mean, what are you, what are you going to complain about appearance fees for? Seriously? Come on now. 
There's way that, that's worse like, people that's like, to go after the Terry Crews for appearance fees. Like you can't, you can't. Compl- it's it's what people are willing to pay for. It's called the free fucking market. I mean, I yeah. I don't understand why somebody would. I don't want to necessarily fly out to wherever UCA is, sure, and do a full thing. Absolutely, unless you know it's well, worth my while. So why someone's going to pay me fifty millions grand? of dollars a yeah. month. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, fly. Shouldn't there be a cap? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because people want to. See, that's what people want. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a yeah, shocking concept. UCA, but make it worth my time. I don't want to blow it's your mind. Simple but economics. I don't want to blow your mind, but nobody gives a fuck about a uh, yeah. about a derated Fox News reporter. Nobody. Nobody wants to pay you anything to do anything. No, I'm, he's I'm just actually salty. I'm actually probably pay us to show up on the podcast. That that Fox is that Fox is trying to find ways to not pay him to do his job at this point. So <laughs> I'm I, I'm pretty positive the fifty thousand dollars Terry Crews made for that is more than his that salary. guy's salary. Yeah, which is why he's salty and jealous. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just this just so crazy. Anyway, I got a like from Terry Crews, so you ten know, out of half ten. of my life is pretty much complete. Uh, yeah, I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, uh, Morgan Rock. Morgan That's Freeman, it. but he's not on Twitter, so you can't. Just the Rock. That's it. The Rock. Okay. That's it. That's a bit more lofty. That that one's going to be tougher. To That's get. a lofty one, you know. I'm gonna try and find my spot to get in there with a with a quippy tweet. Yeah, that's a hundred thousand dollar appearance fee. On that <laughs> at one, at least, at <laughs> least, well, probably a lot more than that, man. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so we covered a bit of the of the Fortnite stuff, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, I'll just toss out they're adding the guided missile thing. It looks interesting. I think I think its entire balance will will be completely dictated by you know how well people or how good people get at hiding themselves while they're guiding the missile. Oh, so it's like the thing from like Battlefield when you fire it out of like the helicopter, you like yeah. fly by wire the thing. Yeah, it's, that could be it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's 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 that kind of deal. Uh, That'll PUBG, be interesting in squads. PUBG, uh, yeah, we can get guarded for Cover. sure. Yeah. Uh, PUBG added weapon skins and are adding sprays, oh, that kind last of like patch was weak, kind of like um, Overwatch's sprays thing. Which you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna hate on them for it. I just wish that they were that they were more active in 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 solving their more, uh, you know, and I, I also appreciate that, that the art department is not the same as the programming <laughs> department. So again, I'm, I can't be like, well, fuck you. Like a lot of people were like, why don't you just fix the game and stop focusing on things like skins and shit? Like, well, you know, believe it or not, the programmers aren't the ones doing the skins. So you can't really hate on them for doing these things in parallel. It's just one is shorter than the other. But it does unfortunately look shady to people when they are pumping this kind of stuff out and not fixing some of the core problems. Um, do I care about skins in PUBG? No, you know why? Because their drop rates are as bad as gotcha games. And that's bad. If you don't know what a gotcha game is, you don't know how bad those drop rates are, Look it up and then be depressed. I mean, we're talking about like 0.02% on some of this shit. Like some, like you might as well buy a lottery ticket type deal. Uh, I bought, I, th- I bought four crates and they were all the bum ass skins for every gun. Like some tan colored bum skin <laughs> for every single one of them. Get just with your tan just ass fucking guns. terrible. And then they and then they polled people on Twitter. What would you like to see? Or or like send us a picture of a tag, and then we're gonna choose one to be actually featured in the game, which is kind of cool. But of course, everyone's response was, you know, sending a picture in of of uh, region lock China, <laughs> which is pretty. 
<laughs> a pretty good spray to have. It's pretty good. And then I, and then I'm, my submission was uh, apologize for the inconvenience. <laughs> was, was my, was, which I think could work in the game. If you kill a motherfucker and you spray apologize for the inconvenience, that is some deep meme shit right there. I would be all over that uh, for sure. Uh, and, and yeah, and it would be a way for them to kind of poke fun at themselves. Cause let's be honest, they need some what fucking a humor Fortnite logo. Oh, well, that might get him in trouble, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate on, uh, hate on seeing that either, but or some like, of the submissions know, something were, that says you should have built a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess they could like, maybe they do like a Trump, a Trump reference, work the Trump reference in. Mm. Um, okay. So artifact. We talked about that a few times as, we, as stuff has been coming out. That's the card game from Steam. Uh, that's going to be rolling out, I guess, if I remember correctly, sometime this year. Um, in some form, anyway. So there's seven minutes of gameplay that GameSpot has that I, I scrolled through and watched a bit of and, and was kind of listening and seeing what the mechanics and things were like. From a visual perspective, it looks pretty good. It looks like a Valve adaptation of, of, of Hearthstone, really. <laughs> um, but there's more animation happening on screen to a degree, uh, than there would be in Hearthstone. Uh, but it looks good. They're utilizing what it really looks like is when they sat down, somebody said, let's just turn Dota into a card game. That's and then, the, yeah, that's pretty much what they've been pushing at. And, and, and they took that about as far as you could possibly take it. <laughs> so there's three lanes or three boards in this instance that's representative of the three lanes with the goal being the first person to, to uh, kill two towers or two lanes in this instance, uh, is the victor. And so you're playing kind of three mini games amongst these, you know, three lanes. And, uh, uh, there's between each turn, there's like a, a shop phase kind of thing. Like you like, like if you're going back and you were buying items in this case, you're getting different cards to play, uh, or attached to your, your current minions, etc. And then there's also uh, creeps that get sent into lanes, kind of like they do in the game as well. They're yeah. represented by cards. Um, so it really is a Dota card game. It felt to me a lot like it was like it was a different take on Gwent instead of like having multiple rounds, like the rounds are the lanes and then your cards kind of play out. So it kind of like, yeah, I, I was like, this is kind of like a pivot of Gwent with some other stuff going on in between the turns, but it seemed pretty cool to me at the same time. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it looked here. The important thing to me was it looked different than, yeah. than, than like the other a lot of strategy that could happen. They, than the other card games. And to me, I think that's probably the most important thing because it most of the card games, base. yeah, most of the card games that have come out have, have been so painfully Hearthstone clones yeah. That uh, that it was difficult for me to take them seriously, like like the Elder Scrolls Legends one, for example, oh was literally just Hearthstone. That's why with I like, went so much. It was different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> played well. Um, you know, but I, as much as I wanted to like, because Elder Scrolls has got great lore to draw from for yeah. cards. All this, like, it, it's like a perfect world to have a card game, but they didn't differentiate enough from Hearthstone for me to even want to, like, put effort into it, despite the fact that the art was great and the animation was great. there's that Hearthstone frustration and saturation at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, so it this makes looks, it a lot harder to give it a try. This looks different, which is, I think, the most important thing, and it looks like it's going to be good, which you would hope, you know, Valve is capable of still making a, a decent... A decent game, but I think the thing that we talked about last time we discussed this was the fact that there are there is the going market. to be an open market for these cards, which is perhaps That's the most the game important a lot more staying power. 
Yeah, the most, most important thing for this game is that they're doing people, that. Because you're going to have people who are going to want to cycle out, and then people are going to cycle in being like, oh, I can get cards on the market. Exactly. So pretty healthy. Uh, and that will also be perhaps the most intriguing part in terms of following the game as to how that works, because I feel like if this is successful, then it's going to open the, the, the way for other card games, eventually digital card games, to come around and also consider having digital markets where there wasn't necessarily one before. Um, so I think it's, I think that's a pretty important, uh, mechanic that they're, that they're running with. So the, I'm not uh, sure many card games will be able to do it though. No. Uh, just because well, Steam has the market has the infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. It's already put in place. It's already used. Everybody already has steam. They're already they using works. steam for it. They know how it works. They know it's trusted. Um, you know, and most card games, they don't really have the budgets anyway. So really, the only other marketplace would be Blizzard, and they're not going to do that. I think they learned their lesson from from Diablo and. Um, well, what about Magic the Gathering? So. I don't. Magic's just not big enough. I just. I don't think they have the budget for it. They're not willing to put to put in that type of money. Um, and Wizards of the Coast have of a few dollars under their belt. I'm not saying they don't have money, but what I'm saying is it's it'll it'll be a completely. I mean, you're you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot for development. You're asking a lot for money. You're asking a lot for uh, player um, teaching the player how to actually use this, to trust this, to want to use this, to go from one thing to another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's it's just too much of a hurdle. I think Valve that will be their differentiating factor. That it, that it will be their wow factor. It'll either make them, um, or it'll it the game will just suck and nobody will play it. Uh, but I think if the game is good, that will be. Valve doesn't usually do those type of games. I'm gonna hazard. I'm gonna show. hazard a guess. I'll I'll take the fall on this one. That if that if Artifact does well and the market, and by that I mean the marketplace. Like if the marketplace is utilized and everything that does well, that uh, that we will see at least somebody else attempt it, and that Magic will eventually adopt it. Because magic I is absolutely magic is already planning monstrous. on doing that with their with the new version of MTG they're working on. Yeah, like magic's one of those things that just kind of happens in the background that you don't even think about, but then it's just absolutely huge. I don't uh, think Blizzard's going to have the appetite for it, especially after what happened with Diablo. So no, I don't think Blizzard cares enough to yeah. because they're. I don't think their model printing money with the Overwatch it. boxes. Yeah, they just don't. But it would be honestly, it would be interesting. You know, it depends on what their life cycle for Hearthstone is. You know, what they are they considering? And I thought about this the other day because uh, the mechanics that they're starting to come up with for like the new the new um, expansion the new that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, they're starting to like. It feels like they're starting to stretch a little bit. They've been stretching like, for the last one or two. Like they're they're really they're really trying to like grasp at at like new mechanics that basically just end up being the same as the old mechanics that they had, which is fine, right? Um, but my I guess my question would be, you know, they've actually started ripping off magic mechanics at this point. Yeah, too. is what what is you know what what is the lifespan that internally within the company they've kind of estimated is the life of of Hearthstone because. That would when dictate. When the money dries up, they But from a card game perspective, they need to keep coming up with shit. So they're I like, at this point, they're going to just keep going with Hearthstone as best they can for as long <clears> as they can because they've already made so much more money on it than they ever 
dream they would make on well, it. Well, of course, it was, it was one like of those little, happy little, little accidents. Yeah, it was like literally one of their <laughs> back end, like for for shits and giggles games yeah. that they made, and it's one of their biggest producers. So yeah. I think they're just gonna. They're, I don't think they're gonna try to do anything extensive or reinvent anything. I think they're just gonna go with it. They mm. don't need to reinvent it. They are. They're, they're, the, they're one of the elephants in the room, pretty much. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. They own the card space. They're I just think about, you know, all, space, all yeah. I think about is that is is that for 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 me. So if I look five years down the road or something, if Artifact does really well and there's the marketplace, um, you know, do Hearthstone players start to ask Blizzard for for that functionality? No, I don't think so. They're two totally. It's like it's like it's like League of Legends asking it's like Yu-Gi-Oh versus players, Pokemon cards. Dota. It's like it's like League <laughs> wanting to be like Dota. Yeah. You know, it's going to be two different, different audiences. Things, two di- yeah, two different. Okay, two different beasts. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna know, find out. Uh, Heart, let's be real. Hearthstone is it's it's dumbed down casual play, and I'm going to assume that artifact, although. Will have a casual aspect to it. And I'm not saying that casuals can't play the game. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more mature. Um, you know, just the fact that they have an online store requires some sort of level of of you know adulting uh, that that Hearthstone just doesn't have. Hearthstone is a cookie cutter, kitty, easy. You know, but pump it's money. It's the game into that you see a ton shit. of people just play on their phone. Like they're it's just going to play on their phone. Yeah, card. It's the card yeah. version of League of Legends. Yeah. That's it. And Artifact will be the card version of Dota, and that'll be the show. And Artifact will never be as big as Hearthstone. <laughs> just won't. And that's cool. But there'll be an audience for it if it does well. And I'm sure. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll do very well. Because I think people are also. I think there's a lot of people that are a little bit more sophisticated. A little bit more experienced and are tired of here or Hearthstone, and they're gonna want to play Artifact. They're gonna they're gonna want to venture out into something a little bit, uh, a little bit more mature. That's my. I think guess, I think that, I think it is kind of like that. I think I think it's it's kind of similar to when League lost a bunch of people to Dota Dota Two. They're looking for a, a game to graduate to, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and. I I would agree that that's probably what's going to happen with Artifact is that people are going to want to graduate from Hearthstone onto Artifact. I keep seeing more and more people, especially when I play it on stream, right? Because then more people in the community that play Hearthstone a lot will come by, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. and Or I'll get random show up into the stream. And then the discussions that happen around that is that people just have been and are getting more and more tired of how RNG... Hearthstone is everything. Everything feels like a dice roll in the worst way. <laughs> well, it is, it and, is. and, and not in like, like not in a, not in a satisfying way. Like there are ways that that RNG can be satisfying and the and, top and decks fun for days. But yeah. Hearthstone, Hearthstone just seems to be literally built from the ground up on rolling a a, a fucking dice it is. Uh, or die. It is. And, it's the same as um playing RuneScape. Like when you're mm. doing PvP in RuneScape. There is there is a level of skill that is required, but there is a cap to to that skill. I mean, you you can only physically can click so many times and be so efficient in your clicks, and then it boils down to the RNG on what the damage output is going to be on your attacks. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing with Hearthstone, where you can only be you get so good, 
And then it boils down to what card are you going to pull from your deck at what time? And if you just don't get the RNG, once you reach that cap, once both players are at the pinnacle and nobody's making mistakes and everyone knows when to play what card, you know, know, all the things. They got the right decks, the right setups. It's just a matter of having that eclipse happen in order to win, and that's what it boils down to. The, the, The fun and the mistakes and things happen in the casual spot leading up to, you know, sort of getting getting really good. But once you get into like the grandmasters, the high grandmasters type shit, it's the same same sort of deal. Unlike a game like StarCraft where there is a cap there is a cap in terms of game sense, but you can just be so much better than somebody else mechanically uh that it's there is there isn't that that wall that skill cap wall same with league of legends or dota or any of these where you get so fucking good that it there there isn't this element of of luck um and that's ultimately why i don't don't like games like hearthstone is because it doesn't matter how good you get i've never gotten to that point where you get so <laughs> good that it does become a dice roll but just the thought of that it's 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 a turnoff, and I don't love like the fact that artifact you'll be able to buy. So with with Hearthstone, you know I won't even play the game anymore. I just won't play it. Like I I I like Hearthstone. The- I've had good time playing it. It's a great little casual game. I even uh, played it on my cell phone for a while. It's like the only thing that I played on my cell phone when I was you know on a plane or whatever. And it's great. Uh, it's fun, but it's for somebody that's competitive. Why would I want to play a game that I have to go and spend hundreds of dollars opening packs to 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 be competitive? And the reality of it is, is you need to have certain decks in certain ways. You have to have certain cards or you're completely out of the meta, not even in in the the point where it's like, oh, you know what? You know, I'm only going to lose an extra 15% of my games. It's like, you're going to get smashed. You're going to get to, like, level 15, and you're not going to get above level 15. And if you do, you'll win a game or two, and then you'll you'll lose a bunch. You'll be right back into this little this little tiny pocket. And what's nice so, about Artifact yeah. is you'll be able to buy whatever yeah, you need. You're that like, was you know what I was going to say, yeah. I wanna, if I want to just come in and play the game, it's like, what's the meta? Okay, in Hearthstone, the last, like, th- the first three years of cards are barely being played anymore. I don't even need to worry about those. I'm a new guy coming in. What what do I need to get? All right, I need to get well, uh, X amount actually, of, uh, of of these taunts. I need to get X amount of this. There's two particular cards. Yeah, sure, one of them's going to cost me 10 bucks on the marketplace. That's a tough pill to swallow. All right, and maybe there's a legendary that costs $30. It's like, goddamn. But then you can also sell it when it becomes irrelevant, or you can collect it. And you don't have to open up a shit ton of packs and hope to go. And I'm sure that they'll, you'll still be able to open up packs and still go through that process of pulling great cards and, and having that fun. But if there's specific cards for specific metas that you need to go and pick up, you can do that. You can't do that with Hearthstone. You can you can you can uh, enchant cards, but then you got to dis you disenchant stuff and it. You know, it gives you fucking pussy dust. You know, you get nothing <laughs> like for that it. Callback. Uh, yeah, I mean, the interesting yeah. thing with artifact, though, that I found was also deck size. You know, yes, deck size. It, it it matters. Like you can have larger decks, you can have smaller decks. You don't have to like. You're not restricted in like a cookie cutter Hearthstone deck where you have to have a fixed number of cards. Like you have strategy around if you have a larger deck, you have less chance of picking certain cards. Um, and in Magic, that was a big deal too. You know, so I'm actually glad that these that's making a comeback especially for artifact with an open market and stuff you can feel smaller decks where you can do like burn or different types of strategies 
that you can't do in Hearthstone because you know you, you're pretty much. So it's really we can do. we're gonna we're gonna see some really interesting it's a more true deck builder. Yeah, we're gonna see some really interesting things come out of it because when it comes down to, for example, you like Jeff, like RNG. so you know, as well. We, in terms of what Jeff Jeff was talking about, where um, you know in Hearthstone. If you need certain cards, your your hopes are you you either create them, which requires dust, which you get from disenchanting other cards, which requires cards in the first place, which you can get in certain ways. But your your path is ultimately blocked hard without spending a fair chunk of change to get enough dust, especially when you're crafting legendary cards, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the the flip side to that is, and somebody, uh, you know, somebody might say, for example, like if you were building magic, uh, magic decks in, in reality, that shit gets super expensive. Mm-hmm. But I guess, and I can't, I, I'm not an expert on, on card games or anything. I know that cards, like singles can get super expensive. We, you know, we've at least collected certain card games in the past. They get expensive as shit. Absolutely. But the... I think the difference here, if I thought, and I was thinking about it while Jeff was talking, uh, talking about his experience with Hearthstone, is that um, one, we're dealing with an online marketplace versus versus a physical marketplace. Mm-hmm. Now you can buy physical cards online on like eBay or something, but then what? What I would also urge people to maybe consider, or what I would think about anyway, is the fact that that the quality of the card no longer comes into play. If you're not, you know, you're not buying, uh, or you're not getting an inflated price of a card because the card is, um, is more perfect in condition. You know what I mean? So it's not like the grading have a, goes a, away. The grading goes away. It's you know, unless unless Valve went full fucking batshit like they did like with their new. with with their yeah with their CS:GO skins, it's very possible, it's and very had possible. and had actual. Then you're fucked. Now you're really fucked. Uh, unless people are selling the, and, well, and you know what? And maybe, I like maybe that that's idea, a solution though. because then if, if you want to, you can just buy the crappier version if you don't give a and shit use them. Yeah. and use them. Um, but how cool would it be have like a factory, uh, you, you know, know what? Uh, now that I've said that and it's kind of coming, that's probably what's going to happen. You know? But you know what? That makes perfectly sense. Yeah, and, yeah. and for, and it's, that'd be really great for people that are playing the game full time and, or, or putting in a lot of hours and they want to have a like factory sealed or whatever they want to call it, uh, pristine, you know, uh, mm. 95 plus grade gold stamped, whatever the fuck they want to put on this they shit. Could use, they could just use a, like a similar far, 10 point guys. grade yeah, or some far. shit. Yeah, they could. They could put like a 95 plus gold and It could just stamped. be random on whatever you yeah. pull out of a pack. It's just, it's just fucking random. But that'd be so dope to have a full deck of, of, a very high quality cards. Well, cause that so gives that you an even crazier end game. Because when you're playing it, you can think of it as a skin, right? Yeah. You, you think yeah, of it exactly. as a card skin. Because yeah, that's exactly. all it is. It's it's it's, it's, it's a it's the card, but it's a skin it's, on, on it's the card. It's prestige. Yeah. Basically, and, and, it's like the gold borders be, in Hearthstone. Like yes, that'd be very, very cool. And how yes. cool would it be, too, if the card that you're playing actually had wear and tear on it? So not just not just the name. But there is a crease up in the top corner. There's going too there, far. No, how could? But that's cool. It'll give the cards some sort of um, uh, uh, some sort of character. Um, it gives your it makes it feel like your deck is different than the opponent against you, even though you're using the same card. I think that'd be very very ingenious 
And uh, it's I, not really I, and, hard to implement either because it's a data column in a database for exactly. your exactly. Exactly. I think that'd be very cool. And then like, you know, something that is a, pr- a pristine, we'll say a pristine copy of of, you know, Drake. We'll, so we'll call it like water Drake. And, you know, and then, this, you know, the streamers being like, I'm only playing with the pristine cards ruining exactly them. like pristine deck or quest to uh, pristine this or that. And then and then you can you can sell your your crappier versions on the market for cheap and then upgrade to another one. Or if you pull a very expensive uh, copy of a card you can sell it on the market and then buy some lower tier ones and 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 kind of fill out your deck through the profit of of buying packs it would because some people won't care about having a pristine deck then it allows people to it allows people to separate into columns of people who just want the cards so that they can play the meta and people who want not only to play the meta but also have the you know the best quality cards they can get their hands on as a collector because Mm -hmm. i think that's part of the Part of what's missing with Hearthstone, other than having gold everything, um, is that there's not as much of a collector vibe to it, which mm-hmm. is a fairly good chunk of I would I would imagine uh, most card game markets is the uh, is chasing down you know uh, having a, a really great collection. So to be able to merge those two worlds uh, would be kind of nice, and it's easier to do digitally than it is to do it in the physical form. Um, and then again, it I would imagine it's always hard to tell until you unleash some shit to a free market. It's always hard to see how it's going to unfold. And there's going to have to be checks and balances in, in, in places to make sure people don't just go and buy up all the fucking cheap-ass versions of cards so that they can drive the price of it, uh, of it up uh, and stuff like that. Like, they're going to have to make sure that it isn't, it isn't abused, but um, I think... Well, I think, I, I think that the, the regular cards... It doesn't matter how many of them you buy. I think I, I, I think that there should be like a set standard price. They should probably put like, hey, you know, if you've got you know, a, a a a basic card or whatever, then it, it costs you know fifty cents or a dollar or whatever. Oh, That's you mean being sold by Valve itself, or do you want market no. only? I think f- through the market only. So okay. there should be you know if if it's a, if there's a base. If, if there's, you know, we're talking like borderline, just regular ass cards, they can say, hey, this is the maximum that you can charge uh, on the marketplace for this card. But then when you get into the epics and the legendaries, then you can go ahead and kind of name your they own price much, or They pretty much said the way the market is going to be structured, and, and this is important, they pretty much said commons will be, there are going to be commons that are going to be just as powerful as legendaries and vice versa. Um, it's just going to be based on rarity of the drop rates and stuff from stuff you get in the game. Mm. The market itself will determine the prices. So early on, things are going to be cheap, but like if there's a card that's really useful and it's a common... Yeah, that price might be higher than a useless legendary. Yeah, that makes Just, sense. You know, you know the rarity difference. You know, won't necessarily matter in terms of usefulness in the meta. So if a card yeah. becomes very useful in the meta, the price is going to go up. They're not going to. They don't want to limit that part of the market. They're just going to let that go. Yeah. I was usually pretty hands off on that, especially like in CS:GO and all the others. They're like, just, just people are trading what they want to trade. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like I like that because they get then. their cut yeah. either way. So yeah. I didn't think I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think that. There'd be like a regular that would be as sought after. He as, pretty much say, said you know, like he, he's like he's like I don't want uh, like Gabe, Gabe Newell when he was talking at this was the initial article like a couple of weeks ago. They're like, yeah, you know, you can get a starter set. It's not going to be like Hearthstone where you just get random packs. 
there's gonna be packs of cards like they did with Pokemon and stuff as well. Yeah, like the starter you know, packs. Like there will be booster packs, like a standard card game. But like you'll get a starter set, which will have a basic set of cards. Um, there's gonna be commons that are gonna be powerful. He's like, we don't want you to necessarily feel like you have to open a million packs to get good cards. Mm. But at the same time, you'll have the market to buy legendaries if you really want them. But you'll be have perfectly serviceable decks from any spectrum of rarity. So, yeah. like, you know, it's oh, like no, cool. no particular. They don't want to have any particular meta deck that requires like a I single love, legendary. I love an open marketplace for card yeah. games. I love it. And you know what? The, I'm getting excited talking about this game because, I mean, who who knows? I think it would be so dope if they did have levels of conditioning for each card for yeah. real collectors that yeah. really want to look through their binder and see their decks and see the quality of cards, yeah. that would that would hook me in. Like that would just be like, damn. Because we're collectors not- more than players, right? So Hell like, yeah, we, yeah. That's, so, that's what it's so, all about. You want to so, have that full screen of cards on your yes, monitor when you're looking that's, at it. That's I mean, what you want to see, right? Fair. Because right now, Hearthstone, it's all about opening those packs, right? You yeah. open yeah. up a pack, you hover over the back of them. Do you I know, have like, the yellow one the that pop up? Rush. Yes. Here, it's like you know, you 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 open the cards, but not only do you care about what kind of level of cards you get, but then you also care about the quality of that of card, card as well, yeah, yeah. which, and that will make you want to inherently look at your decks more, look at your binder, look at what you have, go on the marketplace, see what they're trading for, uh, waiting for high and low times to sell. Actually thinking about selling it, you know, maybe I can sell this for an extra few bucks here and then I can buy a few more packs and maybe I'll pull something good out of this. It gives you this more, you're more uh, attached to your cards than simply just the 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 thought of or or the 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 experience of opening it and that's it it's like when we open up a card in hearthstone a pack in hearthstone i could open up 50 of them sure it's fun you know look at it it's like ooh, legendary ooh, it's you know and then you click on it, it's like ooh, and you realize you've got four of them already or even if you get a new one and you're like oh, i'm never gonna use this and then you don't care anymore you just don't care it's like you you pull it you get it you never look at it again you're like this is fucking whatever but if if you act, if there's actually a reason for you to look at it again, that's that's going to be the big different di- differentiator. And a lot of it, I think, a lot of card uh, purists out there and enthusiasts were going to like latch on to that shit because they're because they're going to go, holy shit, like pulling something means something. And not only does it mean something that I can use this card, but it actually has a value. I can go online right now. And see how much that holy shit, this this thing is selling for 90 bucks. God damn, I'm a cuck and I don't I don't work. I can make $90 right now. This is gonna be my fucking Jeff, McDonald's for the next should, three weeks. This is incredible. Right, after, right, right after this podcast, open up open up an email, start writing, and just send it right on up to Gabe. Yeah. Pay me, Gabe, motherfucker. Pay me. I'll i I'll, I'll fly out there and tell you how to how to make how card do a game. full card grade card grading system. But, but, but yeah, that's cool, that's, though, that's, right? It's, yeah, it adds no, I, a level to it, man. That's like yeah, I can see that crazy. Working. It feels like you're winning, right? It feels like you're gambling. And, it, it, it and encourages, that's, that's what, that's what CSGO is all the, about, man. Yeah, exactly. The CSGO thing. That, well, that's why I, when yeah. I said that, I was like, wait a minute. CSGO does that. They will probably do this in Artifact as well. I mean, yep. I, it would be weird oh, of them not to, I think. 100%. Um, 100%. But doing that also encourages interaction with the marketplace, which is probably going to be very important for them because it's going to be a... a a big draw for the game. And so the more, the more interaction they can encourage on that marketplace is going to be the better for them. So yeah, I think there's a lot of upsides to it. And, and, um, 
I don't know. I, I think it's going to be very interesting to follow that game and its marketplace and see how that stuff is utilized uh, and and how the market actually comes together. You know, what the prices of some of these things are going to be like. Short term, it's going to be bonkers. I'm going to tell you right now, Absolutely if that game comes bonkers. out this year, I'm going full sell. It is coming out this year. Oh, uh, it is. I'm a- Oh, I'm going to go full sellout on that game. I'm going to be like, yo, guys, I'm opening up a thousand packs. I'm fucking, uh, I'm going to be selling shit. I'm going to be going crazy. I'm going to have three auto-tune machines. I'm going to be going nutty, Jeff's going to use his 49-inch Samsung Ultrawide, no longer for just, crypto, but for the artifact marketplace. Artifacts, just nothing but marketplace, and I'm, I'm going to see what's selling at what, and I'm going to be doing massive giveaways. And Hell, I might even make a make a make an artifact go site. Oh, oh shit! Artifact, I just came across this shuffle. site earlier today, guys. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, you uh, you can press this button and you can get uh, you can get artifact cards. There you go. Go on now. Sign up. Put you know just gamble all your you got, got those legendaries. Put those up for grabs. But when I do a little roulette spin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, yeah. We'll we'll see how it all comes together. But uh, so uh, it'll before be we jump into the next one. Sure. Topic wise, um, have you, did you watch? Uh, there was a surprise stream today from uh, Co Carnage. Uh, he I played, haven't watched Co more than uh, three times in my life. He uh, played the new BattleTech game for like three or four hours. Oh, you know, I did see him uh, tweet or somebody retweeted that he had tweeted about the fact that he was going to get his hands that on that game. Looks straight awesome. And it's Jeff, like that's the a, one that's the uh, the turn based uh, mech warrior. Turn based mech warrior taught the top down. Uh, isometric oh, okay. one. That's like you. Yeah. It's got like a management game on top of it where you build out your entire mech lance and then you do like mech commander like missions only turn based. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It's got like yeah. a crazy like uh, PvP mode too. Is he still streaming? Co? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. It's weird. I, I, it's weird because it. he was, he was, he's like one of the top guys and then Fortnite. Yeah, came I out never and see all him. the top guys. They're, yeah. They, they don't, it's like they don't <laughs> even, still gets his steady 10,000 a stream. He's, he's yeah, just trucking they're, they're along just doing his thing. Yeah, ten thousand. It's like what's yeah. ten thousand these he's days? Doing you know his what thing. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're not fucking. You're, you're not pl- shit unless you got a hundred thousand viewers. Apparently, what a plebeian with only ten thousand yeah, concurrent. Ten thousand. Nah, get out of here. <laughs> but that game's coming out at the end of April, and I I might have to take some time off for it. <laughs> yeah, it does. So it does good. look. It does look good. Uh, you know, it it definitely does look fucking uh, mechs. It does look good. Yeah, mechs are awesome, man. I fucking love mechs. Um, just a couple of quick little pointers before we jump into our, our movie and TV stuff. Uh, no man's sky is coming to Xbox one X and PS4 pro. They're doing the, with full 4k support and all of the expansions. And then they also announced another, uh, big free update is coming in the summertime to further build onto the game. And that's going to just be given to everyone. Uh, far cry five. I've wa- I haven't played it. I've watched a fair amount of it um, because everyone in my circle has been streaming it. <laughs> so I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't know if you gentlemen have have played or seen uh, much of it, but I just wanted to see what maybe what your thoughts, if you have, what your thoughts, just I'm your hesitant. first impressions have been. I'm hesitant about it because I've been burned. With Far Cry Four was bad. Far mm. Cry Three was pretty good, but got old. Um, but at the same time, I've watched people play it, and it actually looks pretty tight. So maybe I'll pick it up. I have, you know, maybe not. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that it's doing as well as it did. You know, you know, Ubisoft's kind of buckling down. So mm. 
It's a good sign. Have yeah. you seen much of it, Jeff? I didn't see much. I mean, I, I may have watched like 15 minutes of gameplay, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't care. I, I, you know, it's, it's just the last one sucked ass, and yeah. the one before that was great. But the yeah. one, it just the last one sucked. It's, it's all, it's like what happened with me with, with, uh, um, fuck, Assassin's Creed. It's like mm, I was mm-hmm. all over Assassin's Creed. Just yeah, these games are great. And then there was one shit fucking Assassin's Creed that was just an obvious rush just to make money real quick. And it just I never played it ever since. Never never picked one up. I don't care. I there could have been the the second coming of Christ for Assassin's <laughs> Creed on Assassin's <laughs> Creed Fifty. I have no idea. Don't fool care. Me, fool me once. Yeah, exactly. It was just it, it was just so shit, and that's the, that's what I thought about Far Cry Four. Yeah, where it was just like this is just garbage, just garbage. It was Total. a rehash that was done poorly, and it wasn't. E- I was just like, this is this is stupid. Yeah. Well, so, it, yeah. I mean, I, my thoughts are are similar. You know, I, I I played I played three to completion, and what made three great was Voss, right? Who was the character that accidentally became a focal point of the game because I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, probably, but it would have been like in the first couple somehow. Um, you know, originally he was not meant to be a major character at all. Mm-hmm. And then when the voice actor went into the booth and did his thing, the guys were like, holy shit. Yeah, he absolutely nailed it. Uh, this this is this guy is better than our other guy. We should probably focus more on this on this guy, <laughs> uh, and and wrote major sections of the game in for Voss at that point, and he really made the game. As soon as as soon as Voss was no longer the focal point of Far Cry Three, the game wasn't nearly as good from a story perspective as it was when he was involved. Um, and then Four came along, and as soon as I saw the first the, the first trailer for for Four my immediate thought was, holy crap, all they're trying to do is recreate Voss. But this time... They had, had that weird one in the middle, didn't they? Like the Miami Vice, Hotline Miami, weird retro-y... A Blood Dragon? No, that game was actually yeah. fire. That, 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 was? Was, that was... Oh, yeah, that was fire. That in like fact, stupid it, as fuck. In fact, it was probably... You know, it wasn't... It, it had the Far Cry name, but it was, yeah. it was, it was like a, a pet project for fun on the side. It wasn't like an actual serious extension of... Of Far Cry, could tell by the yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious. If you looked at Far Cry Blood Dragon and thought, "Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting an extension of Far Cry 3's main story," then you were high. But uh, (laughs) which, honestly, playing Far Cry Blood Dragon, being high might have been, you know, a benefit to you. But uh, but no. So four was the the most blatant attempt at trying to recreate Voss, but make him the entire game now, where he's the bad guy for like the whole game. And then when I played 4, uh, I realized very quickly that I was basically just playing Far Cry 3, uh, except instead of, what was it, instead of, in 3 there was an animal, oh, tigers, or, uh, in 3, just show up out of nowhere. You, you, could, you could just be walking through an open field, there's nothing around you, you stop for two seconds to look and, and tag some enemies, tiger. all of a sudden, five tigers just appear behind you and are just fucking like Chris Angel themselves into the background, and then you're, you're fucked. And you got to spend the next, and you're right next to the enemy base trying to be stealthy, but now you got to kill five tigers, which you don't do particularly easy without making a lot of noise. It's not quiet. No, and then you got to deal with the fact that, you know, you just set off the base and you no longer do your stealth mission. You're like, well, fuck. And that was annoying, but, you know, it was whatever. Far Cry 4 comes along and says, all right, what if we do that, but now it's eagles? And it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. You'd be walking through 
the woods, getting close to a village, and you'd hear screams. NPCs screaming in the background. Ah! Ah! Eagles! And they'd scream eagles. <laughs> and you'd look, in the, and there'd be eagles dive-bombing villagers and then picking them up off the ground and, like, ragdolling villagers. And I was sitting there going... What fucking worlds am I in right now? This is crazy. But they've always had this thing with animals. So it was whatever. But it just seems so stupid. And it was kind of like... So in three, in three, it was, a, it was a serious tone pretty much the whole way. Then four came around and it was like serious. But, um, you know, then there was, you know, they were, they were being jokey with game mechanics and stuff. And the eagle thing was dumb and, and whatever. And then uh, now... Uh, in five, they've just gone full Saints Row. It's like it's like we went from Grand Theft Auto, you know, four to Saints Row three in in one fucking uh game in the series, and it's this weird tonal shift uh that doesn't make any sense to me at all. And then the other thing is that I'm concerned about is, you know, although I guess it's less of a problem in five than it was in four, is that in four. The story arc was almost identical to three. You even had a mission where you burned down a field full of drugs. It is the same mission in both games. In one game, it was weed, and the other game was opium. And at that point, I, that's when I stopped four. I said, all right, I'm just playing Far Cry 3, so I'm just going to stop playing Far Cry 4 now and not give it any more of my time because it's the same fucking game. And if I, I asked that, I've asked that of some people. I said, is there a fucking mission in Far Cry 5 where you burn down a field of drugs, because I swear to fuck, if they've done this for three games now, I'm gonna be friggin' salty about that shit. And they've done weird things with it too, where they were like, oh, we're gonna be clever in Far Cry 4, and if you just sit there in the beginning of the game, the game ends in ten minutes. The guy comes back, game is over, and it's like, oh, okay, that was cute, you know, it was like an Easter egg thing, but now it's like a marketable point where they're like, hey guys, guess what? You can do that in Far Cry 5! You can end it in 15 minutes! And it's just like, oh, and you can have bears follow you around instead of, you know, whatever else. And it's like a circus of value. And ah, it's just this weird Jumping tone. Shark. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what tone they're going for anymore. It's just so odd. And it just, all it ends up for me is it might be a fun game. And it's obviously a pretty game. Like if you've seen streams of it, uh, you know, people playing it maxed out, the game is a good looking game. But it just, like uh, for me, Far Cry, you know, needs to be, a, or I want it to be a little bit more serious uh, because it feels disjointed when it's trying to add all this extra humor. So I, I don't know. I'm not sold on Far Cry 5. I've, 5. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews. I've seen people be like, this is a fucking I've awesome game. Things. I've heard per- fairly good things. So. And then I've heard people go, this is terrible. Uh, so I don't I don't know. It's a hard, hard thing to say. I think we're going to have to wait a little longer for people to play it a little bit more uh, and then kind of get... Uh, a feel for it, but I've heard, I've heard, I've definitely heard good things. But the things I hear that are good about it aren't necessarily things that I would have attached to Far Cry. I guess if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a bit of a, a bit of a circus. Uh, but I hope people are enjoying themselves playing it. You know, go and enjoy your, uh, your True Detective season one ripoff storyline. Uh, of of your single player campaign and uh, go tame some bears. That's that's good. Hey Jeff. Yep. Hit me up with a little jingle for TV and movies. Movies, TV. 
We gotta find out why your microphone started sounding like ass in the last couple of weeks. It doesn't make any sense. On your stream, it's fine, but on Discord, really? it sounds like it sounds absolutely awful. Yeah, and I have no idea why. Uh, no. I thought it was I thought it was a fluke last week, but now it's the same it's the same thing this week. So I don't know. We'll we'll sort something Weird. out. Um, Ready Player One. Talk about mixed reviews. Have you guys watched any reviews for that uh, or anything so far? I've heard. Almost all positive. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything negative yeah. about it. Yet. I haven't heard anything really mixed. Every every reviewer I've um, respect and listened to, it's either they loved it or they really really liked it. Like okay, so I haven't, I haven't heard. heard my, I guess I guess what I'm seeing is I've seen less critic review and more um, people who were fans of the of the, which is probably a bad a bad place to go, I suppose, to a degree, where people who were, who were like, into the, the, the book stuff yeah. um, weren't particularly pleased with the handling of it. I'm sure it's a very fun movie to watch, but that was probably... Like, uh, that was where there was some disconnect. It was, like, people, mm-hmm. like, really enjoyed, like, as a spectacle, but as, like, a, a, an actual extension of the, of the source material, it was a bit hit or miss. In that mm. regard, I, I I hear it's just Steven Spielberg back to form, and it's a great well, that's great time. news. Yeah, I'm going to see it tomorrow, so uh, nice. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. What time are you going? Uh not till a late show. Okay, I'm going to stream all day, and then. Okay, Adam, do you require friendship in person? Well, I was going to say I might I might piggyback if you got no no one else going with you. Yeah, if you want. Uh. Yeah, because tomorrow I don't have too much going on after I run to the accountant. So that will give us something else to talk about, too, because I will have actually seen a movie. You've mm. seen uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, I saw Pacific Rim. Oh, what, what, were, your you on, what were your thoughts on that? <laughs> I would. Um, uh, it's a lot of thinking. I, I, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I didn't like it as much as the first one. I'm gonna say it was warm garbage. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I can put the, I don't think I could say garbage. I don't think I could put that in there. But basically, um, I left the theater not hating it. I, I am, I am looking forward to seeing a third one. It's obvious there's gonna be another one. Um, there is oh, a character back. in the movie that I absolutely hated, um, completely. That every single time. He opened his mouth. I wanted to punch <laughs> him in the face. Okay. Um, was so that because it was bad acting or was it a well-written character that was made to be hated? No, it was poorly written character that was meant to be hated. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's just... Okay. I just didn't like that arc. Um, But it was... Okay, the best way the best way I could put it is it, it is basically the Power Rangers movie that I wanted. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You know, if if Power Rangers, if this <laughs> if this was Power Rangers, I'd be like, fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. I, but I would Pacific agree with Rim. that. But I wanted, I think this wasn't Pacific Rim to me, and that's why I no. thought it was a little bit garbage. No, but it was basically Power the Rangers. The color palette was too bright. It didn't have, like, the darkness and the grittiness of the original, which is okay. It, it didn't have the meticulousness. I might have had an extra nest in there uh, of the first one. Like every shot was kind of well put together. I felt like this one was lacking more in like the cinematography and the art. It, everything was a little bit less than the first one. Mm. 
I feel yeah, like that's, I, that's that's a low key burn. It's the Power Rangers we wanted. Uh, essentially, uh. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like if it was a Power Rangers movie, it would have been, been it would have been a great Power Rangers movie. I'd have been like, you know right. what, that was fun. That was right. a fun Power Rangers movie. And the way it's set up, where you know, it's it's we already know the kaiju and we already know the Jaegers and we already know that. So that part we already got. We knew we were getting big ass robots fighting monsters. We knew that shit was going down. And there's plenty of that in the movie. And some of the scenes are great. You know, Kayla really liked the movie. Um, she left uh, walking out of the IMAX going, wow, that was uh, that was good. Right. <laughs> so, you know, she really enjoyed it. But she's also not a, a, a movie buff like me where I hold movies to certain standards. You know, she's the casual yeah, sure. moviegoer that, that they are that they aren't going to you know disappoint. Right. You want to go and see that, you're going to enjoy it. But I think for for a little bit more, I don't want to say sophisticated moviegoers, but but ones that, um, you know, hold ones things to a certain more. level of standard, especially after how great the first movie was and how much of a surprise it was. This was definitely a notch down. You could tell um, we didn't get the same director. Um, uh, you could tell that. Uh, I mean, the, our lead was great. Um, uh, John Boyega, he was great. Uh, I liked him. He had a couple of lines where I was like, "Why? Why did he say that?" But he was great. And uh, but it was basically a Power Rangers movie. We knew what the the Jaeger and shit was, but we got new characters. You you kind of you you see where they come from. You know, one guy's uh uh in 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 a rough. He's he's in trouble with the law and shit, and another one is like you know a reject and a you know an out uh, you know typical all these archetypes. That's 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 literally yeah. you got the smarty one that can that can build things and they're very good with with these. I played things. with Lego when I was five, and then and then you've got like you know the the hard ass, and you've got There's like a Lego ensemble of characters that they put together. It, it literally is, and and it's just like. Okay, I get it, and it's cool to see the the come up. I found that some of the characters looked a little too young. I don't know if it's that I'm getting older, but I just felt like some of the 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 the, the kids that are that are in training here, they just seem like kids, like actual kids, and it it was just I wanted it to be them, maybe not look like they're twelve. Um, you know, I don't need them to be my age. It's okay to be seventeen or eighteen years old, but you know, look the age, they look like kids and it just, ah, the more which I think is, about it now, is, the more salty I'm getting, but it's rare kids. because in Hollywood, normally if you're Usually playing an 18 year old, you're like 46. Yeah. This was so. not the case. They just looked so young. And I was just like, why, why am I watching kids play, play in these things? And I realized like, okay, well, you know, it's probably the demographic that are, you know, a lot of them that are watching this movie and they're going to sell toys to and all this other fun shit. So, um, it was a Power Rangers movie. It was them learning. You f- you see them train, and then they go out in the real world and they fight big fucking monsters and shit. It was Power Rangers, but better <laughs> than Power Rangers. That's that's what it was. So it was okay. I for enjoyed better, it for better or worse. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. If I if I had to give it a score out of ten, I would. Power, I'd Power give Rangers it a seven. out of ten. I'd give it a seven out of ten for okay. it being a Pacific Rim movie. I would have given it a nine point five to be a Power Rangers movie. Okay, okay. I was right. I, I would go with a five out of ten as just a general movie, even Pacific Rim. I would probably move it up to a seven or eight if it was a Power Rangers movie. Damn! Okay. I mean, That's what more savage. do you want from a Power Rangers movie? 
Like huh? Jesus. Like it was it was that cause cause what I what I thought about when I was watching this, I couldn't stop thinking about Power Rangers. It had that is, awkward campiness level though. It it wasn't like the Power Rangers level of camp. Yeah, but what but the 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 actual yeah, you Power can Rangers. Tell movie they were trying we too hard. It was yeah. it was cheesy, yeah. which is which is what Power Rangers is, but we're talking mm. we're going to Hollywood here. It's a big big budget thing. We can kinda you know, spice it up here a little bit. And I think that Pacific Rim here did, would have done that enough as Power Rangers where there was a bit more of mature uh, themes. Um, mm-hmm. There was no, like, sex or anything in, in, in the film. There was a little bit of, you know, some romantic stuff, but it wasn't really. So it would have been appropriate for Power Rangers. The fighting, the 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 actual Jaegers and, and the Kaiju fighting were was phenomenal. I mean, that was way better than Power Rangers uh, on another level. So that was very, very cool. Um, and just the way that they worked as a team and the training, I thought was a little bit I better. Think, I think um, that's I just, where my disagreement with you is. Um, I actually didn't think the Jaeger, fi- the Jaeger fights were well done. I just didn't think they were that good overall compared to, say, the first one even. Like the weapons, the weapons looked like they were visually pleasing and everything, but like they were weirdly ineffective at times. And it's kind of like for plot reasons, they started working in weird ways. So like, I felt like it wasn't as weighty or heavy, like in the first movie, when like the Jaeger was fighting the Kaiju, like you understood the scale of what you were witnessing in this one. I, I didn't quite feel it there. I can agree with that to an extent. I mean, you got two totally different directors, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's where I think it came in. Yeah, but I mean, for 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 Pacific Rim movie, and and here's the thing: is they're not even catering to us. They, no. they you know, it's want to it, bring in more people. The, the 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 Chinese market is the is where this movie made all its money. We wouldn't even have a Pacific Rim tomb if it wasn't for China. Yeah. And China is heavily in this movie. I mean, they. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost like I'm I was watching a Chinese Hollywood film and and I felt like I'm I'm in China watching the Avengers, right? Where it's like it's it's for us, the North Americans, but it's 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 being shown in China. It it felt like the opposite here. I was watching a, a Chinese film and there's a lot of China, <laughs> like there's a there's a lot of subtitles in this uh, there's a lot of it's very very Asian, very Asian, and which is cool. Um, but it wasn't really the cool Asian either. It was kind of like you know American Asian. So it was just like, eh. <laughs> uh, we anyway, have far more. Sorry. We have far more pressing matters here, ladies. All right. Uh, I also saw. I also saw um, Tomb Raider. So oh, I did go oh okay. That. So what's what's your what's your your brief summary of Tomb Raider? Uh, I I left it not hating it. Okay. And um, looking forward to the next one. We'll put That's it that good. way. So like yeah. a seven? Are we a seven or a six? I'll push it. Uh, I'll be six, honest. Five. I like Pacific Rim a little bit more. So six um, five. Oh, but then there's parts of this that I like more of. What's oh. specific? I'm gonna go. I'm going mm, <laughs> six, six point six point eight. Oh, all right. Six point eight. So you five out of seven, you, know you perfectly yeah. got it. The uh, it, it was it was a it was one of the better video game movie adaptations. Okay, oh. that's good. Um, it was a fun, it was a fun adventure movie where you know you're kind of exploring. I like that where I was seeing. Uh, I felt like I was 
on this journey with her, mm-hmm. and and that was cool. But how it was predictable as all fuck. I mean, how did you feel was, about Alicia Vikander in the role? Um, I thought I thought I was gonna hate it. Um, I think she's more of a of a Laura Croft than what Angelina Jolie is. Oh, definitely. Um, but. Uh, there is part of the fun that Angelina brought that she doesn't bring. Well, for that's obvious reasons. That's the difference between totally sexy versus of, girl next door, right? Yeah, is, but you know what? It, it was it was it was actually a lot of girl next door, and yeah. and um, I when I think like about it, 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 it she, she still she plays a really good Laura Croft. Um, I don't know. Maybe on the next one she'll come off a little bit more. Well, maybe that's how her character's going to change, that's, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, too. Like, you yeah. know, she starts off not wanting to be this part of the Croft, and then she ends up becoming the Croft we know. Um, and she mean, finds out who she really is and yeah. who her father is and all this other stuff, which, which was cool. Had the Croft never come out, I would have liked the Alicia Vikander one a lot more, I feel like. I think the new yeah, video see, game one kind of ruined game, it for me. So I never played the video game. So, the, so you know, this is sort of a new version for me. I mean, I saw yeah. lots of posters and things like that. But the new but, um, the new video game Lara Croft is like when I like when they reimagined. I'm like, this is like the perfect reboot version of a character I've ever seen. Yeah. Really well done. And it kind yeah, of ruined the Alicia Vikander one for me. Uh, oh, that's great. There was times where it almost felt like she was a little bit too superhero like, where uh, mm. a lot of she's jumping and. You know, she's literally the physics just does not allow this to happen um, where you're just like, you're well, not. She's still Laura Croft. You know, you get, yeah, yeah, but I mean, she here. doesn't have superpowers. Or yeah, superhuman yeah, strength, yeah, right? um, yeah. You know, the, the, some of it was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I can I can take some of the disbelief where she's falling through trees and, you know, falling down whatever and, and, she's and not dying um, <laughs> and, and barely even being cut up. But when you are jumping from like one side of my basement to the other side of my basement, you're going, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck That's are you like, you know, a stretch. And, and this has happened multiple times uh, where, where I'm like, okay, this is a little weird, but beyond that, eh, not bad. Dot JPEG. Well, that's good. Well, hopefully it makes enough money to go for number two uh, so that they get a chance to evolve we'll the character. Yeah. Evolve the character. Yeah. Uh, John Cena wants to team up with The Rock in a Fast and the Furious movie. Quick thoughts on that bad boy. If it happened, and uh, yay or nay on that. I would too if I was John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be uh, fun to watch, but I don't know. What if man. Cena was in the, the, the movie, the, the spinoff with Rock, instead of an actual like hardline Fast that and the Furious? That would be more interesting. I'd rather watch that. I don't, I don't necessarily want them adding too many more crazy people into Fast and Furious. Yeah, I, I, the 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 spinoff, the Hobbs spinoff, would be would be a good one because I know the Hobbs spinoff, the one that he's that he's doing, it's it's his like sort of origin story where he's where he like breaks out of prison and shit. Um, so it'd be cool if if Cena was, um, you know, in in prison and was one of the one of the guys in there. You know, I I, I I'm gonna call it out now. I think John Cena is going to be. A megastar He's doing in the Duke movies next. in the next couple of years. Was doing Duke, Duke Nukem, now. so how much better can you get? Oh, is he? He's yeah, du- he's, that's he's that's locked in now. He is Duke Nukem. Oh. They're just waiting for a script to be written now. There you go. Yeah. I I I really believe this. I think John Cena is going to be 
Um, he's going to have a, a, a rise like The Rock did in Hollywood. Dude, he's got and, some uh, sick comedic timing, though. Oh, he's funny guy, man. He's and, hilarious. Uh, he's got that comedy coming out. Like, I think it's today or, or it's either t- today or next week. But he is a funny guy and uh, he's he can act. He can he can he can actually act. So uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think John Cena and he loves to do movies. He's always been doing. Oh, movies yeah. He's, he for enjoys years. it. Yeah. Most of it was just be bullshit, you know, WWE type uh, stuff. But over the past few years you know train wreck and um been doing uh, his, he's been doing his cameos and i think stuff the too. other guys I don't, I don't know what what or what the one no, of these in the the daddy's home one or daddy's home one. that's what it is daddy's home the, the other guys yeah. was the rock was yeah. in, the, in the first part of that aim for the yeah, bushes so so you know he's he's coming out with more and more stuff i, I think we're gonna see day. more john cena as for this hobbs thing or, or potential for fast and furious I'm going to go and say, yeah, why not? I mean, John Cena hasn't pissed me what off about in the John least Cena bit. John Cena as I mean, a villain? He's a likable guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of charity work. He's a super nice guy. He has like yeah. the most make-a-wish um, out of uh, anyone. things out of anybody. Yep. Um, the guy is a good dude. He's funny. And why not? But I would like to see him play something that isn't... Uh, the 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 tough all American John Cena the, the 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 tough comedic guy or or the 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 hey I'm a really big but I'm actually a wimp you know mm. I I I'd want to see him do a serious uh, a serious villain. role in this like maybe be um against the Rock like you know yeah so with Panic saying be a villain yeah be a villain I like that I think that would be cool yeah absolutely I think the I dark yeah, side I'm, of John Cena. I'm I'm all for John Cena. Uh, I don't I, I I can't stand him as a wrestler only because he's he he was at the top for so long in the most annoying way possible. Uh, that's the only reason I can't stand well, the guy. Love but him, man. But but, but you he know, doesn't write. He doesn't write anything. No, right? I don't know. Of just, course not. I mean, I'm not. He, I, I don't. I don't actually hate him. I think he's a fucking amazing individual. He's basically the white version of the Rock for all intents and purposes. Uh, you know, he his, the work ethic is basically the same as the Rock's. Uh, his dedication to whatever he's doing is, is absolutely insane. Uh, and yeah, he's got mad skill. I mean, this is, he's, he's just one, another one of those superhuman motherfuckers that you just got to look at and go, all right, well, I'm never going to be as, as awesome as you. So fuck yourself. And then you just you watch everything that they do because they're awesome. Um, Okay. Uh, I, oh, I, oh no! I don't have a segue for this, but there there is a segue from this into the next one. Mister Black, word on the street is, okay, you woke up, and you had an epiphany. You you roll over. Maybe you got to your phone. Maybe you were fumbling for your phone, and as you were fumbling for it, maybe you were like, "Man, I wish I just had force powers to get the phone." Oh wait, I hate episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what the you fuck, just, man? I thought we were on the same page. You just came to this right now. Yeah, Jeff moved from your team to he's on my team now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had okay. Fuck, so, man. so I was um, what was I doing? I was watching. So the uh, the DVD or the Blu-ray came out for the Last Jedi, and it's got all of the deleted scenes. There's like 14 of them, oh, and wow. it's got the the documentary like behind the scenes shit where it's where you can see them filming it and they're talking about all this stuff. Like it's, it, it's a good watch. I didn't watch all of it yet, but I, I watched several clips and, um, and then I had, um, 
I watch what were you um, doing you know, when the, it happened. I watch the Breakfast Crew. Um, I watch a bunch of different podcasts and and radio shows and stuff like that. I just I'm I don't know why I started, but for like the last six months is all I do. And um, Mark Hamill was on was on was being interviewed, and it was like a thirty minute interview. And um, I hadn't been thinking about the Last Jedi for a hot minute. And in the back of my mind, I knew the Blu-ray was coming, and I wanted to see sort of the the full version of it. the movie. And uh, I like behind-the-scenes shit on films anyway. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check this stuff out. So I listen to Mark Hamill, and Mark Hamill's just a fucking awesome guy. Mark he's Hamill's just, a god. He's, he's an absolute god. a fucking awesome dude. He is like, he is... He's, he's so one interesting. Biggest, he's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Not not in relevancy in terms of like, you know, what's hot. But if you ask anybody in Hollywood who Mark Hamill is, they're going to know who he is. And chances are they're going to respect the living shit out of him. They're yeah. like, man, that's fucking Luke Skywalker. That's the Joker. Right. Don't yeah. fuck with don't fuck with either of them. And, and they also just know that he's an amazing person. And he's just a great guy. Yeah. Right. So. I, I go on a little bit of a Mark Hamill binge and I'm going and listening to basically every interview that he's done in the last, you know, since leading up to The Last Jedi. And uh, then I go and I watch this little documentary of, of him and you should watch this. It, it You can find clips of it on YouTube mm-hmm. um, of, of him behind the scenes and him and Ryan Johnson, who ultimately killed Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wow. is, he is in the back and, um, they're talking and the, the cameras, the cameras are off. So they're off cameras are going on and they're just, they're talking about the scene and all this other stuff. And, and Mark is narrating this. And what I love so much about this documentary is he was able to say whatever the fuck he wanted. Cause when you're Mark on Hamill. press tour, when you're on press tour, you can't. I mean, even Mark in a lot he, of he in was, a lot of things, he was backdooring like, shit Whoo! like crazy, oh, yeah. like some fire. Oh, oh yeah. he would take a lot of snubs at, oh, yeah. at the uh, at at episode seven for him not having a talking role, um, and then and then in episode eight, yeah, he was talking about how he just fundamentally disagrees with everything Ryan Johnson is doing with his character, and he was just like, I mean. And not they, just his character, like uh, like other characters too, and the interactions. I understand, but he was he was you know this guy he's Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah, so yeah. you know you're walking around as Luke Skywalker for like forty years or whatever. You know and, Luke Skywalker. And, you know you know thirty years or however long it's been, and 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 then you you have these old movies, and everyone in Star Wars is religion, and you're thinking in your in your mind how this plays out for Luke Skywalker, and will we ever get to see? what happens with him and and you've kind of visualized this and he talks about this where you you kind of have to come up with your own version of 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 what it is and 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 he and when he re- when he read the script he he absolutely fucking hated it and the way he was describing it you could hear the heartbreak like i you mean you can see we're when he talking, talked about in interviews we're talking dude there's there's footage of him like crying um, in, in, in the, um, in the documentary on him on set crying, like he is absolutely fanboy. destroyed. Like we're talking, it was like watching Ryan Johnson just take everything you love and just fuck it for no Mark, good Mark, reason. Mark Hamill and built was, a sandcastle on a beach and Ryan Johnson dude, came over and kicked that motherfucking sandcastle over. And that's what it was. And then, and then Ryan Johnson stood over you. 
as you were crying and told you, on you that <laughs> that that and then pissed on you and then told you that you shouldn't be upset. Essentially, this is the way. This the, you know trust trust the way. And Ryan Johnson even says it in the documentary. He says like, um, you know, even still to this day, he doesn't agree with it. But he 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 um, he, he thanks around, Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill did the best that he that in his uh, what what Ryan Johnson was trying to bring the light. So no matter how much Mark Hamill hated. Everything that he was doing with the character, he still gave it his all, and he did it. But what I loved about what Mark Hamill says in the documentary, he says, he says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, you know what? I don't fundamentally agree with anything that he's doing, but I'm going to give it everything I got to 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 realize his vision. But if it doesn't work and and it's hated, it's all of his fault. And <laughs> you know, and and if it if it does work. Then you know, um, it's it's my it's he basically he basically says if this if this kicks ass it's because I'm gonna make it kick ass, but then if it sucks ass it's Ryan Johnson's fault, and and I was like, it well, sucked he's, ass. He's not wrong, <laughs> and you're I mean, not wrong. No. And and dude, I read I was seeing the YouTube comments, man, and everyone was just and that was when I just realized that I hated the movie. That was when because <laughs> because. I hated it not only because of how Mark Hamill felt about it, but I also hated it because I really thought about it on, and it's fine to give spoilers now. If you didn't see Star Wars Episode Eight, you're not even a fan at this point. But but to 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 go from such an emotional climax at the end of Episode Seven, where we're all kind of waiting for Mark Hamill to show up, Luke Skywalker to show up, but then when she goes on this island, and there he is, you know, in, in the fucking gray cloak on this island, secluded. We haven't seen this character in forever. The epic score in the background, the serious face, you know, everything's hitting the fan. Wait, and, I got you, Jeff. I got you, off. Jeff. Wait, 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 wait. I got you. Here's the start of episode eight. Yeah. And then he throws <laughs> the lightsaber like it's fucking, like it means nothing and it's and, and and it's done in a way that it's like it's supposed to be funny it, it was like watching a shitty marvel joke it was that disney doesn't humor land. remember i talked about this when we first talked about the movie it was shitty fucking disney humor yeah but, what you know what? but you know what i'm not even gonna blame disney i'm blaming ryan johnson <laughs> like you know fuck ryan jo- you know what and you know what fuck disney for approving it too like fuck disney for for saying yeah this is okay but it's retarded. And the thing that I don't like about it the most is that everybody is writing their own Star Wars. So J.J. writes Episode 7 and he sets up for Episode 8. But J.J. doesn't work on Episode 8. And Ryan Johnson wants to do something completely different. But yet we're sitting here on this island and it's epic. Now imagine if J.J. Abrams wrote Episode 8. Do you really think that that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, is gonna get that lightsaber and toss it over his shoulder like a fucking cuck. No, and have the and have it mean absolutely nothing. No, and it felt like Ryan Johnson wanted to just do something completely different and turn everything upside down for the sake of turning everything upside down. And it's okay that you do that, but when you take a character that is beloved that much 
and it's Luke fucking Skywalker and you turn him into some emo fucking hate the world. Luke Skywalker is all about hope and green and, kitty and, milk and love and, 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 and the light and the good. And it's okay that you're, you're, you're twisting it and going into parts of the dark side and, and you're lost and you want to be part of the gray and uh, fucking you want the Jedi to end. Sure. I get it. I get that arc. It's great. Cool. Wonderful. But to do what he did and then fucking kill him off, it pisses me off beyond. And then when I think about it, he didn't even get to have a last scene with fucking Han Solo. And that shit pisses me off as well. And I'm just the way they just killed Luke Skywalker. I feel for Mark Hamill and I absolutely hate episode eight. It's got two really great scenes in it. But beyond that, the only thing, the saving grace for episode eight for me now, because I've been thinking about it and I'm going to watch the movie again this weekend. I'm going to watch <laughs> it again. I'm probably going to hate it even more, but I'm going to watch it is the, the 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 best part of episode eight and this trilogy as a whole, because I loved seven. And then I went into eight going, uh, I left, you know, not excited for nine. Now I leave hating it after seeing what happened with Mark Hamill. And I'm really thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm stewing. So the, the saving grace of this damn series, this trilogy is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is, is a great, well, Adam Driver is a great actor. Kylo Ren's a great character and he's got a, a good arc and he's got that level of emo and a, or immaturity and, and and angstiness, but also the 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 he's badass enough and he's flirting with the good and the evil and he's conflicted. He is the only saving grace for me in this entire trilogy because if it wasn't for him, I would be completely. I'd be done. I'd be done. I digress. I know, I, dude, I feel so vindicated right now because you just regurgitated everything I said in that initial podcast when we talked about this movie, <laughs> and I was getting shit on by both of you the whole time, and now I just feel so, I feel clean. We didn't I feel shit so, on you, we I disagreed so, with you. I feel so fresh and so clean. Mm, I just, you should. Because it's... It, I've joined the dark side. You've joined, you've joined the dark side now. I mean, well, I don't even think it's the dark side. I think it's the light side, motherfucker. I think the dark yeah. side is accepting what that movie was and being like, yeah, that was good. Cause then you just get more of that shit and it was shit. It was really, truly shit. I mean, like, uh, and I, and that, what you just said bothered me a lot too was, was not necessarily cause as a movie watcher, it's whatever it's, I feel really and truly bad for Mark Hamill. Imagine oh, the amount of time spent in that character for Mark Hamill and to know it as 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 intimately as he did, because he's the consummate fucking professional, as we just also discussed, where even though he hated everything, he fucking did the best that mm-hmm. he could with what he was given anyway. Mm-hmm. To have all of that and attach to it and have fans for multiple decades, and then to come up with shit like he's not at Han's death he doesn't say a single fucking word in the whole thing and then even then where you could have saved it because the entire purpose of that last ending scene in seven was to build up that first interaction between ray and luke fucking Mm. skywalker and the first thing he does is sissy bitch disney joke throw his lightsaber over the shoulder and just fuck off and pull some weird late 90s, early 2000s emo shit 
like I'm like I'm listening to and bad garage band music. Alien semen. He's some got like fucking blue semen coming out of his mouth milk. and shit. Oh, milk, bro. Just like fucking the, blue semen milk. It's like who the fuck? Fuck. Like fuck you, Ryan and there Johnson. Were, and just there fuck were, you, man. And there were just parts of it from an arc that I was like, yes, I'm on board with, but then the execution was so shit. That it just, it made me hurt. And then you find out about the things that, that Mark um, uh, ad-libbed to try and add some fucking soul to the Luke Skywalker character at the end. The stuff like the 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 wink at 3PO Dude. towards the end. The shit like the little yep. jab at, at R2-D2 when he pulled out the shit. Like the, just this little stuff. That And when I watched it, that was what I thought when in the theater, I was like, I felt like I went back watching the first movie. I was like, I was seeing old Luke and, and he killed it so fucking hard by just adding these little things. And then to see just the pomp and circumstance of fuckery that Ryan Johnson just built around it was just... It, it angered me so much. And I talked about other things before, like the, the scene given away to um, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, bless her heart. Uh, we're going to make like the most epic scene in the entire fucking movie off on a character that we built up and destroyed in the span of 35 minutes. Fuck it. Why not? Have an Admiral Apgar. Not Admiral Apgar. Who the fuck cares about that guy? He's not an iconic character in any capacity. Dude, him yelling, it's a trap as soon as he like... like oh, it's just, like, just such did? a... Yeah. I mean, so it's such a better way, moment. There's so much wasted oh, opportunity. It would have been a better on. moment. When the, guy, when the guy in the bridge, he turns... <laughs> Dumb he looks at him. He's like, he turns and looks I, at him. He's like, "What is that?" And it cuts to Admiral Akbar as it goes. It's a trap, and then it cuts to silence. If I was How? Admiral Akbar and I was on set, I would have just broke. <laughs> I, I would have just ran over into the frame yeah, and just, just said that it. shit. And at the very least, it would have made the fucking the director's cut or some yeah. shit behind yeah. the scenes, and we would have laughed about it. At the very least. He couldn't even give us that. I mean, holy shit. The uh, I mean, the only like emotional part of that entire movie is when Mark Hamill goes up to Carrie Fisher yes. and they have a moment and yes. you're going, this is Star Wars. Yes, this is how these characters should be just given out. And even and that just was fucking ad-libbed. Oh, God, fuck me, dude. Couldn't get any of that with Han. Couldn't get that with Chewie. Couldn't get that with anybody. It's Hey, it's remember that awkwardly forced romance? That was fun. Oh my god! But save the animals while we're at it, and fuck gambling. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like, Yo, fuck, fuck all the slave <laughs> childrens at, at the casino. Who cares save the horses? Or yeah. whatever the fuck they are. Fuck the kids. No, who cares? Take the horses. Oh my god, dude! It is. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. And it just makes me it, it it just irritates me beyond. And it was it was today that I realized that I and it didn't take much realizing. It it just took it just took me to just look into it a little I'm bit so, more. I'm I so think, I'm so happy you're with me now. Subconsciously, subconsciously, it's like um, it's like a really bad sex session, like a really bad one night stand. Where you're like, where, 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 you're where you go it. in and you semi-smash or you can't get it up or it's just bad or the fucking cooch stinks or I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> and then the next day you just like, you, 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 you just subconsciously 
bury it in a part of your your sub like your brain that that you only unlock when a tragic like when a when a, when when something um, traumatizing happens or 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 you know it, when when you were smashing or semi smashing or you or or something reminds you of the the smell it unlocks the memory and, and it unlocks that little cabinet in the back of your fucking head that's what happened today when I listened to Mark Hamill in an interview and I listened to him still pouring out his soul and his heart just so sad and just distraught and beaten that his that his beloved character not only his but the entire world loved the the whole and you can't go back the, on it and, no it's, it's a mainline movie it's done it's his character done. is done it's done it's over it's all over how now how fucking depressing is that it's over it's over how all that shit is that? You know, that all this bullshit about erasing the past and let it die. Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Fuck you. I don't want to let it die. I don't want to. I don't want to forget the past. I want to forget episode eight. I, I, I'm actually I, I can honestly say this. Episode eight is better than episode two and three. But episode one beats episode eight. I, I'm OK with I, that. I want to fucking I want pod racers back. That's how fucking okay, shit this think, shit. I think want about pod what, racers. Think about what the shittiest part of episode one was that people complained about. It was the midichlorians. That was the hot topic in yep. episode one. Full stop. Think about the myriad of shit that episode Dude. eight brought with it. God. And Watching that's Princess including, Leia. and that's including the fact that they got to lean on the original fucking cast, and they still got that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what's up with the weird Mary Poppins shit that fucking Leia was doing? Oh, the Force like, well, just brought her back. She was a god. Weird, it's just the more I think about it, it it's just weird. The it, it's it's all just very very weird. Now there was some good stuff in the movie. There was some stuff that I enjoyed. There was some. Am I still? Am I still sprinkles. alone with the with the water thing? Am I still alone in that one? I didn't mind it. Like I, okay. I get it. I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm not like I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not I'm okay super being mad alone about on that. it. It was like you know we go through all this. We we get episode seven, and then it's like we still get no answers. Like oh yeah, guess what? You know, well we're all guessing what Ray's parents are. Yeah, they're fucking nobodies. They're fucking nobodies. Deal with it. Oh, people you know? are bringing up Jar Jar Binks. Let's be fucking honest here, all right? Even in the original trilogy, people were like, oh my god, Ewoks. Jinx. Jar Jar Binks, I should say Jinx. Jar Jar Binks was to sell some fucking merchandise and to be comic relief. If that is really... If that and midichlorians are the sticking points for episode one, that's minuscule! In yep. comparison to the to the yep. to the shit fest of eight, yep. which had the porgs or whatever uh, as their merchandise seller, while also shitting on all of the original characters, I just, and I, just I, I I can't believe that they write Star Wars like this. That they that they that they write an episode seven. It's directed great. It, it was a lot of fun. It's great for reboot. Gets new people in Star Wars. Creates the old feeling for 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 the ones that have been doing it. Got got a nod to our old characters. We get a nice setup for Episode Eight, and then it's completely different. Written by somebody completely different, and the tones are completely different. It's almost like Episode Seven wasn't even necessary beyond learning about or uh, uh, getting introduced to Ray and Finn and 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 Poe and and whoever else is in it that's it it's 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 almost i mean 
episode nine better be better just bring it all to there better be some kind jar jar needs to be a sith lord oh it's just annoying man it's just annoying dude (laughs) jar jar needs to be a sith lord senseless dude at this point it's already fucked anyway so i got a a funny feeling that the han solo movie is gonna suck ass i just got a feeling (laughs) Well, I mean, so much has happened to it. It would not. It wouldn't even be surprising. I mean, at this point, I think. It, I think it would be more surprising if it was wildly successful and good. Oh, oh, and another thing. Last thing about episode eight. Mm. So you know how we get absolutely like no reaction from Luke Skywalker um, emotionally. Like it's we we don't even really get a scene. I have to watch it again. But we don't even we don't even get a scene where where Luke Skywalker is is really you know, fighting the good side, you know, or like wanting to, wanting to fucking, you know, or having a moment, like doing something. And, and and there's a deleted scene that is like six seconds long of when, when Ray shows up uh, at, at his door or whatever, and he sees Ray and he, and this is like before the lightsaber throw. Oh, okay. And he sees Ray. And he goes back to his to his little hut and he sits down and you could tell he's fighting like it's a very emotional like there's no word says, but he's he's very emotional and he and he and he knows like his what time has come. Yeah. He knows that that w- what what is about to you be bestowed himself. on him like you can just get that feel the music's right. It's it's sort of uplifting yet un un, un you know uh, mysterious and. You could tell that he's 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 fighting this now. Even if they had just put in like the fucking six seconds, I mean, do you gotta take six seconds out of the movie? It would have given a little bit more context, and I would have understood it a little bit more. Where he he actually had a moment of of old Luke, where it's like you know, come on, Luke, get out of this, you know, step up and be the Jedi, train her, you know, you know what this means. And and but then not do it. But then go to the and act like you don't care and be angry and and angsty. If they would have put that in there, context is good. Oh, it would have been like, (laughs) you know, I still would have hated it. But I wouldn't. But I. But I'd understand. I'd be like, okay, all right. I hear you going. But I still like it. It set such a bad taste in my mouth when I watched it in theaters when the Gabs and I went and I saw that lightsaber throw. It tainted like the next 45 minutes to an hour because all I could think about was the fucking lightsaber throw. I couldn't get my head around it. And the amount of stuff that that lightsaber has been through. I mean, yeah, and exactly. he gets the lightsaber. It's like he, 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 he the lightsaber is there. <laughs> and, it's, and like he's on an island for fuck God knows how long. Oh. And he just tosses it like it's a like it's. So some, in relation it's like a, to a this, jar of that fucking blue jizz from the weird animal. Uh, Mark Hamill is concerned about Star Wars oversaturation. Do we agree? I don't the, think so. I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with with a Star Wars movie every year as long as we're getting an, an actual episode every couple of years. I'm okay with Star Wars. It's not like I don't want less Star Wars. I just want good Star Wars. That's all. You know, give give us. No one ever complains about good content, right? No one no one complains about. Uh, too much Game of Thrones. It's like we're 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 now complaining that we got to wait another year to see the last six episodes of Game of Thrones. 
we all wish we could just watch Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, if Game of Thrones was was airing tonight at 4 a.m., you better bet your ass I'm up till 4 a.m. <laughs> waiting for Game of Thrones. Like, we don't care. Like, sure, we want it to end at some point, but we, we're not going to complain as long as it's good. As long as it keeps, it keeps being good. So, you know what? Honestly, I just think Mark Hamill is salty, and rightfully so. I think I think Mark Hamill now has got to realize, and he does, and he said this, that he's done. His journey is done. It's over. Like, it's it's done. His 30-something years, it's over. Everything that he's known is over. Now Disney gets to destroy everything that he thought was, and it's done. He has to just kind of accept that. And I think now he's just gonna he's gonna continuously throw shade. I think that's what we're gonna see. I think it's gonna be Mark Hamill talking. I think from interviews from years to come, he's gonna be talking about the good old days, and he's gonna talk about the time that Ryan Johnson killed his his generation of Star Wars. I, don't, and I, I wouldn't don't care. It, no, and I'm gonna I, listen I, to I it. couldn't. I couldn't. I'll listen to him. I couldn't hate him for it because I agree with pretty much everything he says. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's being, you know, uh, hyperbolic at all. I think it's, uh, I think it's justified. I'd love to know what George Lucas has to say. Like, you know, like, can you imagine? Which is funny because people wanted Lucas away from the films as far as humanly fucking possible. And now, now we've seen this and people are going to say, well, well, maybe, <laughs> Maybe yeah. old crazy George wasn't uh, the worst thing that could have. Uh, well, you know. We got JJ. We got JJ coming back for episode nine, right? Yep. So yeah, he's he's on for nine. I I expect yeah. nine to be infinitely better than eight. Infinitely, <laughs> it, it just pisses me off. Like, why would you do this? Why would you have JJ come on and then Ryan Johnson and then JJ again? Just get JJ to fucking. To, to 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 write and direct a trilogy. Have consistency. Why? Like I get it. Okay, you can make the argument. Okay, not everybody. It wasn't just George Lucas that that directed fucking the original Star Wars. I get it. But you better be damn sure that George Lucas was in hell writing throughout all this and backseat game in the fuck out of this, and to at least not have JJ. They're going, dude, this is not what I set up, bro. Like, you know, this is, what are you doing? And now, and now he's going to like pick up the pieces and what are we going to get the same tone that, that Ryan Johnson? Or are we going to go right back to JJ star Wars? It's just fuckery, man. Fuck this shit, dude. Yeah, it is. It just is. It, it is hard to, it, it's hard. It's hard to watch. Really, I have one more topic here, but that that's a good place to fucking end that that just section. End it now. Go to tech just, support. It's yeah. time for tech support. Just fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Fuck yourself. Uh, all right. Let's see what we got here for questions. Oh, Billy Button, eighty dollar lifetime supporter. Shout out, mm. Billy. Mm. Said, uh, are boneless wings chicken nuggets? (laughs) 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 (sighs) Yes. I know they're like a different kind, but I technically, yeah, I would say they're a chicken nugget. I agree with panic on this. I think the chicken nuggets. I think it depends on how they're prepared. Oh, come on. 
Because stretch. okay, you're stretching. Come well, on. look, because 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 you know, for for example, uh, you know, uh, they're not. You know, when you think of a chicken nugget, they're battered differently than than a than a, a, a chicken wing is is done. Chicken wings aren't really battered; they're just put into the fryer and then sauced. So. It's it would be kind of like it would be kind of like arguing um uh you know uh is a hamburger a sandwich or is like or is a meat is a meatloaf sandwich a hamburger and like it's like sort of but they're prepared differently and it's going to be a different a different you know experience like eating a chicken nugget versus eating a boneless chicken wing is a different is a different textural thing entirely i don't know adam i think i think it's a i think it's a chicken nugget i just think it's a chicken nugget is cereal soup i i that's a little bit soup is hot right you can have cold soups but at the same time um chicken nuggets cereal yeah Yeah, that is true actually (laughs) i wouldn't be shit yeah Huh? <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm still I'm 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 still I'm doubling down. I, it's 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 a chicken nugget, maybe a different kind of chicken nugget, but it's still chicken nugget. Yeah, I'm with panic on this. Okay, I'm gonna go chicken nugget. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> one sec. Or or is popcorn chicken a chicken nugget? Oh, that is absolutely at that get, point. They're uh, so just a minute. They're just a miniature. So yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Chicken nugget. Then. You'll have popcorn chicken as a mini nugget. You have the actual nugget as a nugget, and then a boneless wing is usually a bigger chicken nugget. There you go. Boom. I think we've solved this case. What chicken nuggets have you been eating? Have you seen, like chicken nuggets are fucking like you know they're not that they're not really smaller than a chicken wing. Like a boneless chicken wing is usually a big chunk of chicken that's just breaded. But like I had, I had boneless wings for lunch today. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. But well, I mean, you guys are in the states. You guys have like chicken crossbred with shape. like I think, fucking I think it's mastodons. Just a shape thing. That's all. It's like you know a shape. I, I suppose. I, I I feel like boneless wings tend to be a little bit meatier than just a regular chicken nugget. You know, it's like a sausage and a hot dog, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like I might have five boneless wings versus ten chicken nuggets. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> Here's Duke, 120 lifetime. Shout out mm, to Duke. Duke said, uh, "What is the max age of a woman that you would still consider having sex with, hypothetically?" 18. I, I think he meant uh, max that would be age. minimum. Oh, We're talking maximum. Shit, I thought you said. Oh, okay, maximum. Maximum. Although 18 would just be really young now. I don't think like, I could do it. Just, I, I don't think I could be do a little it. Weird, Jeff. I could if there were a smoke show, like you know, yeah. like the fucking like straight out of high school, fucking like you know, just the titties that are like just developed. You know what I mean? Like just. It's I'm like, not gonna. I'm not. I'm not actually gonna join you on anything that you're saying right now. I don't I'm care. just gonna let you. You know what? You know what type of titties I'm talking about? The ones that just haven't even seen much sun. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> they still like they just finished. It's like a, it's like a ripe fruit. 
You know, it's, it hasn't sat on the shelf long enough. You know, it's fucking just like it's it's just prime. It's prime for the taking. You know what I'm talking about, man. I, I, I do, it, dude. I was just I was just I down do. in Dominican on for spring break. Uh, I've seen lots of those titties uh, around where you're going. You have to uh, like almost get ID. You're like, I don't even know. I should be looking at you. Like, how old are you? Oh, I'm 19. It's like, I'm God gonna- damn. <laughs> like, God. Like, like, God damn. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But what's your max? What's the max then? What's the max? Um, <laughs> You're digging yourself a hole, Jeff. I'm not digging a hole. I'm just fucking, I don't give a shit, man. You know what type of titties I'm talking about. All right. Don't even sit there. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the perfectly ripe, of course, legal age titties that yes. haven't seen the light of day. Yes. All right. I said 18, boys. I didn't say fucking 16 here. <laughs> Talking about 18, where the maturity level on the girl is probably not very high. I get you. But the titties are perky and they're they're still they're they're, they're almost like pulsating because they're just finishing the form. <laughs> oh it's God. like when Frieza turns into its final form and it just finishes, but his his body's still fucking pulsating a little bit because you know it just completed and you're just in that awe of power. You're like, God damn you know fuck all right all right maximum age maximum age i need to go watch some dragon ball super all right um it's just trying to paint a picture for you guys all right oh my what can i say Uh, i know i'm with you um Uh. hmm. old Uh. as possible well, I mean, you can't really put an age on it. I think it would be like, uh, it would just be. You would know it when you saw it type of Yeah, thing. you would know when you saw it. Like if you saw like a beautiful, mature woman that told you she was 55, but she looked fucking like, you know, something special. Like I, you know, I see some really gorgeous middle-aged women. Like and I, you know what? The older I get, the less I look at the young ones. Like I, I you know, honestly, and I can called, honestly say this, this is called growing up. I think, or, yeah, and or I can, getting and older. I, and, and I can honestly say this. I'm not saying this to like redeem myself from what I just said because I still stand true to what I just said. Is when I see 18 year olds and you know they're trashy looking or whatever. I honestly don't think like, God damn, I wish I was 18 again. Like, I don't I honestly don't think that I I thought that way a lot more when I was just down south. But when there's a lot of booze and there's literally like a woman is 90 percent nude and they're all 20 year olds and it's very charged. Yes, of course. You know, I'm going to I'm going to look at women, but I can honestly say like I'm not attracted to 18 year olds. And if I was a single guy. I would not be on the prowl for 18-year-old women. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't even be looking for 20-year-old. Like, you know, um, it, they would have to be something looking really special for me to be like, you know what, I, I want to lay down with this. I uh, like, is, in all honesty, the older I get, the, the more I look for maturity in a woman. Mm-hmm. Like a woman that got her shit together. That's attractive mm-hmm. to me. Obviously, they got to be attractive um, to have a physical connection. But, I mean... <clears throat> I, I almost find like the older I get now, the young and the younger women look, it's it's not that I'm not attracted to them. It's just I don't think of them that way. It's like I don't yeah, yeah. think I don't think like, oh, man, I would 
you know, oof, I'd break, I'd break it off. You know, I think more of that way for older women. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking like 40 or 50. I'm talking maybe my age or a little bit older. You know, if I see a woman with a child now before I'd be like, God damn, she's got a kid. She's fucking she's written off. man. Fucking, <laughs> you're used. You're Can't done. Do it. You know, you're, you're done now. Now, you know, now if I see a, an attractive uh, mother. You know, out there doing her thing, mm-hmm. then I'm like, God damn, you okay, Mama? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, I never thought that way before, even five years ago. So, for me, I can't put an age on it. I think like I probably, if I had to put an age, I'd probably think around 55 is where, I, where like in my mind, I'm going, okay, this, this, she's old as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mom's fucking 50, you know, 55. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, that this is this is weird. But I think if if she was attractive enough um, and there was something mysterious about her where I'm going, you know, I know she's older, but I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Um, and then at the end, she's like, you know, I'm old enough to be your mom. Like, I don't give a shit. She's like, yeah, I'm 55. Like, God damn. OK, you're <laughs> all right. You're 55. <laughs> all right. So I wouldn't be mad about it. But yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's I think it's just. I think it's just an attractive. I got to just be attracted to her. I I guess would be as as old as it would go. Yeah, long, I think that's I think that's the key rant. to it. Really, is that is that it's just it's whether or not you find them attractive less less about age and more about you find them attractive too obviously for those that would extrapolate that in the opposite and negative direction. You know, like for the reasons Jeff just mentioned. You, uh, you know, most 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 guys from a guy's perspective and girls, girls start thinking this before guys do. Gr- girls start to look for yeah. grown up guys before guys start to look for grown up. They're looking for you know, father women. figures, Adam. Yeah, they're looking for, well, they're looking for father figures. They're they looking, they're, they're looking for somebody to support them and their kid. It's basically, a, it's like, hey, right? I need an allowance, hubby. And uh, I need I need shelter. And My food. child needs food. Occasional dick. Yep. And do you have a job? And have you had it for more than two years? Yes. All right. Great. Come to bed. We're on. So that's you know, and, and you know, girls start thinking that long before because they mature before guys do. Long before guys do. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of in a similar position. I mean, there are very few guys that, um, with you know, Jeff, Jeff painted a very flowery image for us in regards to the body type of of a of a younger woman, which is you know, let's let's be fucking real. You know, there's there's it's there's nothing creepy about that description other than the fact that it was for for humor's sake. It's fucking reality. Women hunt that shit down for life to hold on to to <laughs> that body type for as long as humanly possible. You know, it's it's really good to be body positive image wise. You know, to be like, you know, I don't care that I'm aging and I like to age because when you own it and you age well, men and women both, it's fucking. It's hot, right? I mean, that's what people, it's confidence. But but if you asked most people, the majority of the time, if they could keep their body as it was at like 22 years old, the answer <laughs> is going to be unequivocally, yes. yes, give me that body, you know, unless of course you were like morbidly obese and then you went on Jenny Craig and you, by the time you were 30, you were a smoke show or some shit. But you know what I mean by, yes. you know, the, the body of a 22 year old attractive, you get that for life. Yes, and you you spend fucking thousands upon thousands of dollars a year in makeup and fucking all these fanciful things 
to give the illusion of just that. And guys, like me, you worry when your hair thins and you worry when when shit's not working quite right anymore. You can't work out as hard and you lose your testosterone and your muscles aren't there anymore. You worry about that shit because you want to look that good because that's attractive. It's just fucking biology. Yep. So, yes. But I'm the creep. Apparently, I'm the fucking creep. Well, Because I'm the guy know, that just speaks the truth over here. All it's, right? it, it's stupid to think that that's creep. Creepy. I mean, yeah. If you start, you're, you're not a fucking pedophile for liking no. the body type of an 18 to 20 year old woman. That's just called biology, for fuck's sake. And again, and and it's weird because it's because it's fucking in some in some places, 16 is the is the limit. 18, 21. So we might as well all just play it safe and be like, all right, uh, tw- I'm, that's what I'm saying. 22 years old. That'll be my. <laughs> 22. I'm sticking with 18, bro. I'm 22. sticking with 18. Because there's what not the much question there's, the there's maximum. That, there's that level of naive oh, I'm, I'm setting my I'm setting my minimum, and my mm. maximum is whatever I find fucking attractive, really. There I mean, it's, it's like it, that's all it is. It's about attractiveness. And what you find attractive changes over time, both in terms of, of personality and otherwise. Personality goes a long fucking way. Uh, in life, and you don't realize that when you're 18 years old, because all you can think about if you're a woman or a guy is just how fucking good looking are they? Really, that's like 90 percent of it. How big's your dick? Yeah, or or, or just you know, uh, <laughs> for for women, just to how how nice are your tits? How nice is your ass? Are you overweight? Are you you know underweight? You know what is your your thing? And then it that's becomes what the women do. That's what that's and then how it they becomes, operate. And then it becomes you know a mixture of that plus. You know, are you an asshole? <laughs> do you beat uh, women? Do you like you? Yeah. Do you enjoy backhanding women whenever you lose at a game of Mario Kart? You know, the, there are some lines that get drawn in the sand and then you, you go from there. That's just fucking reality. So, yeah, maximum age. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and be like, yeah, 85. Woo. But you know what I mean? There's it's going to be uh, whatever I just find attractive. I'm not going to put a, a, an age you know, on that. Yeah, I can't because that that's a weird way to look at at, at, at that. I think it's because it changes too over time. It's it's uh, you know what you, you find attractive meet, is you can meet fluid. a very sexy fifty year old woman sure. that got her shit together that yeah. is attractive, that is mysterious, that fucking is a cougar, that is just mm, you know you definitely can. It yeah, it all depends on what you're looking for. What about you, Panic? What's your age? What's that like stupid rule for like the minimum age? So, is oh, is it like your oh, age? Oh, there's like some math by, involved. Yeah, it's like divided by two plus, plus seven something seven. Something that like might that. be it. Something um, like that. Whatever number that fits in, where I'm the lower number, where I, well, like where I'm the where I'm the target number. So I'll I'll go with that from the above. Oh, okay. Oh, half plus seven. Okay, half your age plus seven. Okay, so double your age minus seven. And that's what your limit is? Yeah, that's what I'll go with. Okay, so like... 50-something. 50 51, 52? Something like that. I'm Somewhere 31, in there? Yeah, 31 times... Yeah, I think I think for me it's yes. like, you know, yeah, if like I heard, 55. like I said, if I heard it over 55, I'd, I'd probably be like a little turned off just from the yeah. age itself, just from hearing it. But if I don't know it, then be be whatever. It would just be totally whatever. But I, I, I know for me... I would, uh, um, I'd be more likely to, if, saying I'm single, of course, not, but if I was a single man, I'd be more likely to sleep with somebody that is exponentially older than I am than what I would sleeping with 
an 18 to a 21 year old, right? I just would. If if there was like a 45 year old or, you know, a 43 year old or something, I'd be much more inclined to shack up and probably be, I, I wouldn't even say maybe more physically attractive, but even just be up for it more, right? Because I know the shit that would come, that would be involved with trying to shag, a, a, which probably wouldn't be that hard to do. But it would, but it would be the psychological stuff that goes along with it, where you're like, "God damn, you know, now I got to deal with this." And well, you just course. be like, yeah, and then yeah. you just be like, you know, it's not worth it. So it, it would have to be, you know, to shag an 18 to a 21 or a 22 year old, they would have to be a like a fucking dream. Like it an 11. Ha- it'd have to be just like, oh my god, <laughs> I've got my I'm girlfriend in. Fuck I, I up, my, real my, bad right now. I got my girlfriend in chat right now, just just running way too wild with what we're saying in this podcast right now, and just and just and just extrapolating way too far. I don't think I like it. Like okay, so no, a woman's a woman's expiry date isn't in her fifties because eventually we're all going to be in our fifties, and odds are there are going to be some sixty somethings and some seventy that look fucking look attractive. It's just that's life. I'm, I'm, I'm just going. I, I, I use from the right mathematical now formula life, to calculate mine. It's yeah, like right now at the age of twenty nine, there is a theoretical min max here in this age that will shift. Because I can tell you, like it, you know, in, in my sixties. You know, from a, a an intellectual capacity, the odds of me being uh, attracted more than even a, you know, a, and even then it would be it probably be weird to me to a girl in her twenties is be, pretty slim. You'd be like the old man going, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. Know you're you're just it's like, just fucking weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, you know, you might find them attractive. You you could say yes, absolutely. But in reality, you're like I would. I'd feel like I was trying to like. They're like a baby at that point. They have no life experience. They're they're in, comparatively speaking, life experience wise, they're as dumb as a fucking post. So like it just there's no there's not going to be nearly as much attractiveness there, but it's it's just yeah it's just that's that's life. I mean for God, I mean and and women get caught up in it, but dudes deal with this shit too. You know, guys for guys it's uh, it's uh, again the easy ones are uh, you know going bald early in life or or going gray early in life because not all women find bald or gray men attractive. Uh, can you grow a beard? Can you not grow a beard? Uh, do you have a natural amount of testosterone in your body? If you don't, you're fucked. You could literally cannot overcome genetics. You could go to the gym every fucking day of your life and you're not really going to go anywhere. You might get, you know, relatively ripped, but you're you're toned, but you're not really going to be in, in the, so like there, there are beauty standards that everyone has to try to, uh, you know, or doesn't have to, but that it's hard to do the mental gymnastics to not try to conform to, uh, and, and, and live with the fact that there are your best years and best chances at that. I was my best, uh, coincidentally, 22 years old. That shit's long fucking gone. And I, life, now you got to deal with what you can do now and kind of live with it. But it's just reality. I just find, I always found it funny or silly to, for people getting hung up on this stuff. Um, because it's just, it's just, it's fucking biology, man. Get over it, for fuck's sake. It's biology. You're gonna be attracted to shit, and, and it's it changes different for men and women. Time. And it changes like, over what time. What you're attracted to when you're 20, and then when you're 30, and when you're 40, when you're 50, there's different. There's different 
times for, you know, everybody matures and, and they're, they're into different things at different times. That's just the way. Oh, and that's, a, that's, that's another good one, actually, for men. It's height. Uh, how yeah. tall you are. See, I don't think about any of that stuff, honestly. Like, I don't worry about Well, you're also, uh, you're also a 5'10", uh, attractive black male. 5'11". Sorry, 5'11". Black, so you're, so you're, you're in, like, the... You're, you're there. Like, there's no reason for you to think about it because you're I there, suppose. right? Like, you're, you're not part of the, of, the, of the demographic that would have to think about that because you're not part of the demographic. But for somebody who's, you know, five foot four... Now you're hitting. Yeah. Now you're hitting up as a guy. You get into. Yeah. The, you get into. You know where women are just gonna. A lot of women are gonna go. Eh. Well, then you just work on your wallet. You have your wallet be uh, seven foot. <laughs> Danny Make DeVito. It worked for him. <laughs> worked for him. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one more. And if you think about it in the right way, it could be related to what we just talked about. Do you prefer to walk on carpet or hardwood? <laughs> and this comes in from uh, Mishitake, uh, who is a $60 lifetime supporter. Shout out to Mishitake. Honestly, I prefer to walk on carpet, but I prefer to have hardwood. So, from a visual perspective, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, visually speaking, hardwood all day. Um, even though this is carpeted, but for obvious reasons, right. it's the basement. It'd be cold down here, and then also for noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got like the nice. The thick carpet, the ones that you know, when you're stepping on it, you kind of sink. It's the under padding. It's the it's that's it's the, that's it's what makes shit. it. Yeah, it's good carpet. It's the good shit. So I'd rather walk on this all day than walk up on the hardwood. But I have to have hardwood everywhere else because it just looks so much. You should nicer. probably go to the hospital about that if it's lasting for longer than four hours, Jeff. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, in my particular case, um, it's more by time of day. Like if I'm waking up and I'm, you know, just either I'm waking up or winding down and I'm just relaxing or whatever, I just want carpet. But if I'm going about my day, moving around, doing things like active, I prefer to just have hardwood just because, um, I don't know, it's just more reinforced, mm. easy to walk on, you know. But yeah, if I'm just chilling and relaxing, it's carpet all day, but otherwise hardwood. Yeah, I I, I think I think this is probably not going to be like... I think that's probably the standard answer is obviously carpet is more comfortable to walk on in the majority of situations, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's good carpet. Uh, but from from a maintenance... Not the carpet in your basement. <laughs> uh, no, uh, because there's there not only is the carpet about the lowest knit count you can possibly have, but also the thinnest under padding with basically no subfloor. So it's just yeah. like direct to uh, direct to concrete. Uh, it's not really all if that great. If you look hard enough, you can actually see the concrete. Yeah, no, you, if you get down mm-hmm. on your hands and knees, like you're doing push-ups or something, when you get down to the, you can actually see through the knit of the carpet into the under padding because it's, uh, it's that high quality. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, you know what though? Some engineered hardwoods and stuff that they're coming out with have a nice give to them now that are actually really mm-hmm. comfortable to walk on um, while well, still giving you what is usually a floating floor. So that's the main reason for the give. Yeah, but yeah, but the material itself is, is, itself is still hard as a fucking rock, right? If it's if it's real well, I mean, hardwood, 
well, engineered hardwood, um, like so regular hardwood is actually just solid wood straight through with a yeah. couple of layering. Engineered hardwood is just a thinner layer of the actual like nice wood, and then it's got like a ply. Yeah, it's a veneer sandwich. on top of an engineered yeah. of an engineered material. But the difference like, the difference is that not only is it a, a it can it can it be a floating floor like a like a real hardwood, but it also the material itself has more give to it than. Uh, than a, yeah, than some a of hard it can be heated, does. like there's heated floors, like hardwood yeah, yeah. that just like holds heat and shit. Yeah, it's all kinds of cool stuff. But we're talking some expensive ass hardwood floors. We're talking if we're talking you know, real, honest to god, two inch thick hardwood floors. That shit, you know, you might as well dude, just we got be that. We got that in my in my old house, like my the one that I lived in in my childhood. We got the like we. This is actually a pretty funny story. Like we moved in and we, the entire house was carpeted, completely carpeted. And we actually had called contractors in to replace the carpet. And the guy ripped up like a corner and he looked at it and he just looked at my parents. He's like, how long have you guys lived in the house? We're like, oh, we just moved in. And he looks down. He's like, hold on a second. He goes out to his truck and he like brings the sander and he like stands it down a little bit. He looks at it. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to install carpet for you guys. Just so you guys know, this is like solid oak, like actual hardwood flooring. Like it's dirty, but it can be fixed. He like did like a little sample. We uh we fixed that shit up like 15, 16 years ago. Shit looks amazing still to this day. Oh yeah, real hard. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why you pay a fortune for it too, and it's because yeah. it, it holds shit up. Still looks perfectly like the. It looks like maybe a little bit worn from the day we did it, but it's like 14, 15 years. Oh, you just resurface it. Yeah, we haven't had to resurface it. It still looks great. Yeah, my no. engineer floors um in my apartment. It's engineered hardwood. Um. It holds up, but nowhere near as well as well, no, of the good not. shit. But you're yeah, also yeah. not spending even half as much money on it. This is true. <laughs> it's just straight out, straight up. It's I just, don't know, man. I had to replace half the floor in this apartment. That was not cheap. Uh, no, well, it's still not cheap. Engineered yeah. anything that has hardwood in the title is going to cost oh, you a God. fortune. You know, it could it could literally Including be styrofoam. Dick. <laughs> it could be it could be laminated styrofoam, where only the first like two millimeters is is hardwood, but you're still going to pay a fortune because it says hardwood. Um, yeah, well, what a great place to end that. What a, what a great way to age all of us that we had that much of an opinion on flooring type. That's a good, it's a good way to know that we have, we've all grown into, uh, respectable, uh, old men that we can talk about flooring types with such detail. That's, that's Mm -hmm. good to know. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, uh, coming by, listening, watching to another tech or watching another technical alpha podcast it's been a blasty blast uh the patreon producers you guys know what's up i mean you you haven't seen you haven't seen new names coming and going on this for forever now because basically people just just never leave jetrix postal panda chico Derek p naily adam b jamaican j jorbach toe to steel and matthew m we got some of these guys in here gonna gonna give me a mortgage on my first home if they keep this shit up they've mm. been around for so long absolute legends each, uh, each and every one of you thank you guys so much make sure that when you receive your technical alpha swag hit us up on twitter or some shit let us know that you swag, get it swag. show us your swag we want to see your smiling face or maybe you just hate it all show, show me a grimace <laughs> just, just, just be angry with it <laughs> but send us send us uh, send us some stuff let us know that you guys uh, have got your your swag 
and because uh, we'd love to, we'd love to see it. Uh, and again, we'll be back next week for some more technical alpha and hope uh, that you look forward to it. And until we do see you next week, do us a favor, have a good morning, afternoon, or evening. Uh, and uh, until then, peace. Bye.